Because like you, you don't have a lot of a uh, lot of bone or anything well, sort of. Uh, it's, it's, it's also like the impact. A, it's also a very erogenous zone. So there's a lot of nerve endings <laughs> and such. True. So the entire time I was gonna done, Ryan was placing this little ball in the palm of his hand, right on the devil's back door. Call it that, <laughs> and just very slightly gyrating his wrist. I'm gonna tell you so one thing. When I got it, was, my it hurt, but it was also quite stimulating. Hmm. I can, I can imagine that. Tickles the prostate a little bit. Not too much. Not too bad. Just, just enough. Just enough to let you say, hello, who's there? My palms are pretty bad, too. They're pretty excruciating, but what? you can kind of like... How high do you have to run the machine to... Oh, you have to forget everything you know about tattooing and then disrespect the person. I would, I would imagine you're just like, like in the slamming meat. in like you a said, sharpie. I got new lifelines and shit from it. Holy cow. Yeah. Just fucking my feet, you know. <laughs> Read these palms, you smart bitch. But yeah, uh, my butt cheeks a a skull, wearing some Easy E sunglasses. Nice. With the reflection of the West Coast in them and a compliment. Nice. All, all on my left butt cheek, and it was not a good time whatsoever. My uh, my backside is a uh, still open real Ooh. estate. Yeah, can I go ahead and put a bid in on that? Uh, you, you might be able to. Can we do like a rent to own or owner finance? You know, I kind of want to get a. Uh, I want to get like a stained glass window mm. that goes all the way from shoulder blades down to butt cheeks. That'd be cool. Yeah, That'd and cool. instead of having, uh, I guess, religious iconography and saints in there and whatnot, I just want to get like my family and oh, you know, cool. like, swap that out instead, but still do it like a stylized, like a gothic stained glass yeah. window. Really reflective, a lot of color changes really fast. Mm-hmm. I almost did the same thing with uh, back in the day when Vito's was still a thing. Right. Uh, I wanted to get all my friends tattooed on my back, like hardcore dancing and playing shows. Like, so one of my friends would be up on stage playing shows, and then all of my friends would be like hardcore dancing, like certain like style. <laughs> let's do, let's do like, like a Dawn of the Dead with all of your friends, and like all my friends are dead piece. I've actually got, I've got uh, four of my friends tattooed on this thigh, inverted. So they're facing me, so every time I take a oh, shit, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm Chris? looking at them. Uh, Biscuit. Biscuit, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Judd. Judd. And then uh, friends John and Phil. Okay. You know <laughs> I've been with the cabin one, I think. I, I think he may have met Phil out Phil, there. Yeah. yeah. Phil, he, he Super kinda, talking to dude, came in from out of town somewhere? No, he's, he's still in Valdosta. He, he kind of looks and sounds like if Buzz Lightyear and Clark Kent had a bastard son. <laughs> okay. Like... Okay. Like, he kind of looks like he should be a uh, spokesperson for Colgate or something. He's got, like, a million-dollar <laughs> smile. You know, just a big, booming voice. Like, hello, friend. How are you? Hi. Yeah, you just remind me to put those in. I like the Buzz Clint. <laughs> I like Buzz Kent. Like, he Buzz Lightyear and Clark Kent had a baby. Mm, Buzz, Buzz Kent. Kent. But I feel like that would be more like Jordan. Like Jordan Kent. Clark, Clark Lightyear kind Clark of. Clark Lightyear. It's, it's, it sounds a little pretentious. It sounds like a lawyer. Yeah, right? 
I'm Clark Lightyear. Thank you for calling Clark Lightyear. <laughs> Attorneys in law. Miranda's speaking. <laughs> Am I direct you call? Clark Lightyear to the uh, to the lawyer's office. Oh shit! To a picture. Wow! I dropped the ball on that one. I was trying to play, make a play on words. You said Miranda, like Miranda's rights. I was like, that's clever. Good job. <laughs> All Miranda's are right. I messed that up. What I think I was trying to go for was Clark Lightyear and Shalom. <laughs> Shalom. I object. To Tel Aviv and beyond. Oi, I don't. Fred Levin's. What the fuck? Oh gosh, I can't eat that. Oh gosh. Oh my stars. Let's make gluten kosher again. Once again, I'm asking you to make. Oh wow, I can't talk today. Gluten kosher. Gluten kosher. Once again, I am asking. For your gluten-free kosher meals. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you so crazy. I, I don't even think you know what you're talking about. I know. Oh, Schwitz. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad that uh, we made it to five episodes yeah. before getting <laughs> <laughs> You know when one person says something just ruins their career and everyone's like, yeah. And then they'll be pointed they're like, listen to them, they're not even remorseful about what they <laughs> They don't said. even care about the Jews. They don't care the mites over here. Yeah, some people believe the Holocaust never happened. That, that's, mm. I believe that's it. A, that's let's, a, go ahead and, let's go ahead and backtrack. Mm. The Holocaust happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah, historical. Yeah. I'm about to say, try to tell them that to all the World War II exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. There, I've seen some people that have like, and Grant, I, I haven't looked into it to really have a firm opinion either mm. which way, but... but some people point to there was this one author who exaggerated numbers like grossly. Oh, okay. And then he just put emphasis on the number. Yeah, yeah. So image that was caused by the SS and so. Yeah. So then you have people that then step in there just like, well, if they're lying about that, yeah. there must be lying about the whole sin bag. He said fifteen million. There ain't fifteen million people in Jerusalem. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know the Nazis never even went to Israel? Well, yep. it, it wasn't a country, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 1947 is when it was, uh, you know. So I don't believe the Holocaust happened, but he did have UFOs and he lived under the ground. Yeah, right? yeah, so. So you're a fucking weird guy. <laughs> Appreciate that. I'm just going to choose these certain things exactly. from the uh, Nazi exactly. bin. But, to be, to be honest. To be fair. To be fair. If you reflect... On what Hitler actually accomplished is kind of fucking like insanely improbable well, that a human being could even do that. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a pretty damn good reason why the USA, the USSR, and the uh, United Kingdom all recruited Nazi scientists. Yeah, facts, facts, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's not that they were they're just like oh we'll get some top rate murderers. Exactly. And, I mean, look at German <laughs> engineering all the way around. Yeah, they made the best tattoo machines, some of the best cars. Well, oh, even like um, like a recorded music, like you know, I know, I know Zero's German artist. <laughs> well, like um, not necessarily recording artists, but like the engineers, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, the mag uh, magnetic tape being uh, a big one. Yeah. And then uh, whenever uh, Bing Crosby, he invested in magnetic tape, mm -hmm. and it made him incredibly wealthy oh, because sure. now they no longer had to. Uh, record music through a phonogram directly onto like a platter, right? Yeah. They, they now had multi-track that they could do. So Bing Crosby became like the first celebrity 
in the music world because of Based that. Based off of German engineering. Right. So the uh, record labels then just put out a bunch of singers that sound just like Bing Crosby, the age of crooners, mm -hmm. right? So whenever Frank Sinatra came out, that's why he was such a big deal is because he was this first guy to come out of the kind of like the big band era that uh, York, York. he wasn't singing like this exactly. he was singing <laughs> with a bit of da -da jazz so and like that, people that inspired Bjork to make all her albums so well I mean Frank Sinatra yeah. arguably would be the first hip-hop artist if yeah, you think right. about it yeah, Elvis was making black music for the white man oh right? yeah it's pretty cool to think about <laughs> you ever see um I hear about Pat Boone. No, I didn't. So Pat Boone was this. Uh, Say it one time. Pat Boone. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Patrick Boone was this. Uh, the fuck is this guy doing? No, there's a thing we talked about. Right, we're gonna see how many times you say facts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. A lot. We're gonna see how many. <laughs> You should take the video, every time I say facts, just put it on screen in white letters. Yeah. <laughs> facts. That's what I'm going to do. Add, add a little chime, like, bing! Spell it P-H-A-X, though. It's <laughs> fucking weird. Let's see, Let's see if this actually works. <laughs> but, um... Kick, kick out. I'm not saying it, though. <laughs> I'm going to wait till you forget. I'm going to click. Pat Boone. <laughs> so Pat Boone Pat was this, uh, he was a lackey for the record industry. So when uh, Little Richard put out Tutti Frutti, Okay. The uh, record execs said that no one's going to buy a rock and roll record from a black man. They said that it was a, a commercial failure, yeah. pretty much waiting to well, happen. I mean, at the time, you know, considering what was going on in the world around them. Right, right, right. But uh, so they, kind of like how a Tin Pan Alley used to do where they would have people re-record yeah. songs. So they did that with Little Richard's tune. So it went from this, you know, like, like screaming. Yeah. To Pat Boone going a lot bamaloo bop a lot bam boom, okay. -la -la -la. yeah, like like a blatantly racist and exactly, disgusting yeah. like it's exaggerated and yeah. all the emphasis on it. Yeah, That's but uh, Little Richard, if I'm not mistaken, Tutti Frutti still charted his version of it. So it was also like this first kind of notion of, hey, guess what? The record label doesn't yeah, know care. what uh, the market's yeah. going to do. It's accurate though. Yeah. And like, then fast forward to today's generation where you have the baby like pulling his penis out on stage and such. Yeah. And yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, freedom. <laughs> America, I like it. Got to get those clicks. You know yeah. what I mean? Clickbait. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny too with like the whole thing with clickbait. It's like a lot of times it's not even folks will uh, stay on the page or read the whole article. They'll just be like like what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. And click on it, but. Uh, the advertisers, like they, they market just by how many clicks oh, it gets. Sure, how, sure. You know, yeah. I did the same shit like on Facebook. I'll be scrolling and it'll be like a bear ate a man in the Canadian tundra, and then this happened, and then I click it, and it's like 19 pages yeah. before the bear attack. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much. When I was six and growing up in exactly. Minneapolis, my father taught me how to make our own honey. <laughs> I never thought it would come back to bite me until it was too late. It sounds like Legends of Fall, like someone wrote <laughs> <laughs> a terrible <laughs> synopsis for Legends of Fall. <laughs> you got Anthony Hopkins all stroked out in the background. <laughs> Can you pass me that uh, slush dog there? The, uh, the blue mystery flavor? <laughs> Freaking tart ass. What should we call this? I don't even know what to call it. It's like part sugar, part crack, and part warhead. 
Either way, it's, you call it diabetes. I'm Wilford Brimley and I have diabetes. <laughs> you might know me as CD from Walker, oh, Texas. Oh, we had a shirt that had a Warworth version of him. Nice. Yeah, it cool. said diabetes. Liberty Mutual. <laughs> the word the never-ending diabetes. I'm going to blur Liberty Mutual out so we're going to be well soon. Fuck copyrights. I don't even know what they do. <laughs> I, think the, I think the last one was the... Facts. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying something new. Preach. True. What are some more synonyms for fangs? <laughs> but no, Hitler. Yeah. Sucky dude. Or Doises. <laughs> Shit person. But could you imagine if like a politician in America went from death row to kill all the Mexicans? It's pretty, uh, no. pretty fucking wild. Like, uh. I think, I think now we're starting, and people think it was just started with uh, uh, Trump from celebrity to politician, but like, it really wasn't like Sony Bono was a politician. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the Rock? The, has he run? I don't know. Oh, he's done. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, is, a, is the one that is accurate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. Have you seen that? I got time to bleed. <laughs> That's a, that's a hell of a Jesse Ventura scene. Yes, if you look it up, the helicopter ride. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not going yeah, to say that We're, we're going to follow well, through with the rest of this book. Just go look it up for yourselves. Just got a big old chew in. <laughs> just being very insensitive. Okay. Do you know Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator? Like, he I thought you were about to say politics. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Where? I don't think so. Where? We're going to kick their ass so hard! <laughs> Get those big... <laughs> Fat cats out of our government. <laughs> no matter what I have to do. <laughs> How old is John Claude Van Damme right now? I'd imagine like pushing 60s. Because I haven't 60. seen him in anything in a while. I remember he was in Street Fighter, which of course, yeah. greatest film that has ever. Fantastic. <laughs> it won all those awards, remember? Top three films. Easy. Gone with the Wind, 12 Years a Slave, Street Fighter. <laughs> it's been 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> What's that? What, what's that movie uh, about the rabbit in Australia or some shit? You know what I'm talking about? No idea. Rabbit in Australia? It's a live action There's cartoon. No, it's a real movie. There's no way I could possibly pull the rest of the title. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of y'all could off of my description either. Something about a fence? Hoppy in the Outback. Maybe about a 10,000 10, mile fence? No. Mm-hmm. Old John Klein is 59 years old. Sick pushing 60. I bet he could still 59. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you see him in The Expandables? I've never seen I've never seen The Expandables. Wow. Those are my pants. The Expandables. The Expendables 3. The dude's still jacked. He's got fucking traps. That's true. Traps are Traps are up here. I am traps are up here. Either way. You're not anonymous. Anatomous. Facts. Anatomy. I even dropped the ball night tonight. I think I'm just going to spend this entire episode mispronouncing things. And just see if we can rouse the grammar dragons. They don't know. You sons of bitches mispronounced over 37 words this episode. Whom is disrespecting me? Oh, it's okay. I got, I got the best YouTube comment on my channel. What'd you get? Mm. I couldn't get past those stupid mutilated ears. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much little plug. And I was like, 
cool guy though. I'm like, that's the most backhanded fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. How, you should have been like How 2001 of you. Go listen to your Creed album and show the fuck. Oh yeah. I feel like he's some fat guy with glasses and this is probably me body shape. Who is he? I don't know. Mm. Just some rando. Either that or some, uh, some female he's in the friend zone with Ooh, that yeah. you know that you're not in the friend zone with. And he's like, your ears are stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how I saw him see it. I feel, like yeah. I feel like your YouTube account should be linked to your, like, your DMV account. Like it should have your name, mm. address, picture, like last place of work, all that stuff in the profile. So, Wouldn't that be doxing by proxy? I mean, possibly, but it also make people way more accountable for the stupid shit. That's true. That is true. There'd be a lot less racist comments, mm. especially like linked to Pornhub too. You know what I mean? Looks like I have to cancel my Pornhub profile. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be racist and beat off anymore. So. Right. <laughs> well, you can just not anonymously. <laughs> exactly. You, like you saw the description before you clicked it. You Why are you being this? Your like internet browser history was connected to that. Dude, that'd be oh, crazy. Well, there was a one South Park uh, fairly recent where like that was sort of like the crux of the uh, season arc was that they were trying to fight trolls and the solution somebody came up with was we'll publish all users internet history so everybody's dirty mail or whatnot dirty yeah. laundry is like out in the open so then mass panic ensues and you know <laughs> people start like murdering people and like you know taking to the streets and burning property. That would be a huge situation. I, I imagine it would be. It's quite a revolution. I think we're going to hit a point at some point where, and I don't want to take it this far, but I'm going to go ahead and take it this far, where even our thoughts are documented. Because, you know, like everything you Google, there's a history of it. Everything mm -hmm. you send, everything you fling into oblivion, everything you say, there's it's on a server somewhere at this point of our existence. Right. Like, could you imagine hitting the point where even your thoughts were no longer secretive? I think in about 50 to 100 years with AI, the way it's going, it's I, I think it will be like that. Um, uh, my friend Sunny had shared something, uh, some article she came across where a, uh, a mother used VR in order to, like, I guess, hang out or see her deceased child. Again. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Like, oh, I saw that post, actually. That makes, yeah. me, that makes me uncomfortable. It's, I saw that's going to... I think eventually... Well, I actually know it's her kid, not some kid from the 40s, you know what I mean? Well, I guess not, but I mean, whenever you're in VR, you know, like, you you understand whenever you come out that, yeah. like, it's an illusion, you know, oh, yeah, it's, for it's sure. a program. It's all, it's all generated, but, but at the same time, like... It, it, it is kind of, and it goes like, back to what we talked about... Culture guys, you know what I mean? Well, it's kind of what we talked about previously with uh, analog childhoods, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, like, like your, your kids, they're going to grow up kind of like already like sewn into this exactly. culture they're part, it's part of them it's yeah. ingrained and in they're raising you know? which, which is wild to think like you think about like our grandparents or great grandparents like and what they saw change happen through the 20th century yeah. just like how wild it would have been like yeah. beginning of 20th century like not every city had electricity right. gather around the radio <laughs> yeah listen to the weather <laughs> whatever and then now there's like oh shit I got yeah. a microwave and a TV and a cell phone and that would be overwhelming to experience like imagine being like a tribesman actually you don't have to imagine we could interview any fucking inmate did 30 years in prison and yeah. then got out. Like, imagine jumping out of jail 30 years ago. I wonder if we could, like, make arrangements to... I could find somebody. I was about to say, like, that would be fucking wild, man, to get a, um... To get somebody who's incarcerated and, yeah. like, just, like, hey, man, just talk to us. Yeah. My yeah. uncle. My uncle would be very down for that. 
and he did probably collectively 30 years yeah over a while you know but the guy that sweeps and mops here is older than martin luther king would be shut yeah, he comes around and does stuff in the shop or whatever well, that's, i talk to him all the time and it's just crazy like to hear him explain things because it isn't i would never be able to form that collective thought that he has you know, like, right. how do you how do you just Okay, your perspective is so ingrained in the way that you raised, what you've experienced throughout your life, and everything. That it would be impossible for me to even imagine his perspective. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's crazy to talk to him about. Uh, what, what was the story he was telling us the other day? You remember? Which one? The... I'm trying to remember exactly what, how he got into it. But he was talking about drinking with someone. Cause he doesn't really drink or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about drinking with someone, and he was talking about how. Uh, he was at some bar and he got drunk started talking to this lady or whatever but it was just every little detail of his story like it didn't sound like it would correlate with anything that we could relate to I just blew that story fuck it I oh I do know what yeah. you're talking about where the, he got drunk and he was talking to somebody else's old lady <laughs> exactly, yeah, and then yeah. uh, her dude like showed up yeah and, but it was like it was like something that we would it would just happen now like oh Colter's at the bar drinking with my girlfriend you know what I mean right who cares? The way that he was explaining it was just like, I thought he was in the 40s. I was like, oh my God. Like, it was a different code of you conduct. Can't, you can't even you speak to other people. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Modish Yahoo said in a, an old interview once that since he was a married man that he would not uh, look another woman in the eyes. Like like if it was you know business or when he's meeting them, yes. But like as far as like whenever like they're sitting down and like talking, yeah. just conversing. He wouldn't do it. He felt that it was a betrayal to uh, his uh, you know, his betrothed. No, I feel, I feel it. Like I, I can relate that me personally in my life that when I'm with somebody and like I'm gonna tell all myself a little bit. Still, me still being hung up on my ex girlfriend is I still can't look at any other woman in a way because I know where my heart is tied right. and how I'm tied to that person. I just can't imagine even conversing with another female unless it is on a business situation like people I come in contact with every day right Bert Kreischer says that on one of his I can't remember if it was a podcast or a stand up but he's talking about that he said he made a, made a deal with himself that if he ever felt himself in that situation that he was feeling tempted to cheat on his wife yeah. he would just look her dead and I was like, I don't cheat on my wife <laughs> and I cock block myself I love that passion yeah, that oh, commitment yeah. you know? it's funny I, like me personally as a guy I do that to myself because I'm like when I'm with somebody and when I'm in love, I'm in love with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it, it goes back to being like old-minded when it comes to that because I, I can't just move on or I can't just, I can't do this like move, like player thing. No, you can't hoe it up. Hoe it up, yes. That, for lack of a better term, it's just, I can't. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping around from woman to woman or man to man, whatever you do, thing to thing, 2020. That's how we. Some yeah. people like things. Yeah. Don't fuck dogs. Exactly. Don't fuck dogs. Don't fuck dogs. Don't fuck children. Plain fucking. Is BCI yeah. still legal in America? Uh, I think it's legal in some states. Oh fuck. That's, oh, not, that's not a good development. Uh, Wait, what? Bestiality? <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of drifted a well, yeah. second. There's a lot of people like, trying to justify pedophilia now. I'm trying to say that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Fucking ends. Like a sign. You're, you're taking a child that's not even biologically able to be exactly. sexual. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, to me, there's nothing more evil than a pedophile. I agree. Like, I agree. And even... Script, scripture's pretty solid on that as well. It was like the ultimate... It, um... 
I, I don't think it can be uh, someone that's rehabilitated. Clearly, people that have killed somebody can be rehabilitated. If they could not, every soldier and every veteran exactly. would be exactly. coming back right. just going on murdering sprees. Also, we wouldn't have people like Edmund Kemper that give us so much insight into the mind of a serial killer. Uh, he helped the FBI profiling. Mm, okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Netflix series Mindhunter actually does a lot about him to do an excellent job representing, but all of his interviews are on YouTube. And he was 6'9", uh, 285 pounds, and wound up having an IQ of almost 200. So he was able to rationalize and explain the psychology behind why he did what he did. Which, I mean, that makes How sense. Many we're looking Check at? this out. States where bestiality is legal. Yeah, fucking fuck Texas. Get ne the ne Nevada, Wyoming, uh, this man good New Mexico. Map, boy. None of those are labeled. I'm um, yeah, uh, Rhode Island, New Mexico, Texas, Hawaii, Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia, and Vermont. Get the fuck out! Still of here. legal. You just fucking Still legal. Out there. People out here fucking sheep. Oh my god! The it's this is this article is from 2016, so it may have changed. Yeah. But as That's of 20 states, as yeah. of 2016, the Ohio Senate had just gotten around to voting through a bill banning bestiality, but it would still it hadn't been ratified yet. Yeah, four still, years ago. Yeah, that's four, crazy, yeah. man. While we're on the topic of sex crimes, how do you feel about this old VSU dean situation? I think he needs to be fucking hung up by the neck. Um, upside down crucifixions. In the middle like, of town. like per, it goes back to what I was. Uh, trying to say is that um, I, I believe in capital punishment. How much um, do you know about his situation? What, I know, trafficking? what I know about uh, was it a Broken Arrow? Operation Broken it, Arrow? Yeah. So the GBI works with numerous counties across Georgia. This was something they had been planning for. So this 100%. wasn't like a like ah, we gotcha kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it also wasn't something that uh, to catch a predator would later come under scrutiny for which was enticing exactly, or entrapping exactly. you know, uh, people to come out and like there was no speculation this was concrete yeah. for a fact they had evidence that it happened and countless uh, cops and other public servants yeah. I guess would be the word uh, missed time with their family stayed out late doing all this just to get these people off the street yeah. and like, it took a lot of evidence a lot of police work a lot of boots on the ground as they said yeah. but as far as like the actual details of his charges. I don't mm -hmm. really know a lot about it. I don't know if he was <laughs> trafficking people straight up or if he was like involved with internet porn of underage people. From what I from what I read in the article and you know again take it with a grain of salt, but um, the uh, uh, quote unquote victims because you know they mm -hmm. they they you know there were kids on the other oh, line yeah. obviously it was feds. Um, were opposing to be between 13 and 14 years okay, old. Okay, okay. So this this was not some statutory yeah, thing where it's shit. like, I thought that they were 18. It wasn't a gray area. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, you know, these these are these are children. You know, if you're pubescent, you're a child in my mind. Agreed, agreed. Um, there, uh, there were people that, I know friends of mine, that he was their boss. Like, they work at yeah, DSU. Directly. Yeah, Contact yeah. Contact daily, yeah. Yeah. And like I know other people that they, um, this guy supposedly was involved in kind of just a, a lot more than just running the business. Like he was involved in some of these like student groups mm -hmm. and whatnot. Well, that's, that's my thing. Is like how many people did he get away with it? With? Yeah, exactly. If they if they caught him off of this, and how many times has he done that and gotten away with it? Like, 
that there's no record of that. Like he's a dean at a college. Yeah. That, that automatically puts him in a position where he could, a high, young high schooler with the whole world at her feet, you know what I mean? And he could come in and offer her certain benefits, leg ups, et cetera, and, in order to take advantage. And I think any person in a position of power like that needs to have the book thrown at them, or worse. We're way too lax on punishment for yeah. crimes of that nature. Well, I, I think just in general, like we need to, and you know, we've definitely talked about this before, but with our laws as far as uh, incarceration, like what's going on. So, like we we have so many people that are locked up for nonviolent crimes, i.e., drug offenses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and we we also have people that, again, like if just because you've killed somebody doesn't mean you can't be rehabilitated, right? And the whole purpose of prison should be to rehabilitate you if you can be rehabilitated. Sure, sure. How, however, um, haven't run across anything other than fringe left wing like ideologue saying that uh, pedophilia can be normalized yeah. and, and so it's not even treating it it's just normalizing exactly. it exactly it's trying to say that it's a mental condition and it can be treated with med- medicine but it, it's going to take a lot more yeah, what, what it, it, a lot of these people that are saying that that it's a mental condition will then get up in arms whenever somebody uses say like body dysmorphia to yeah. have somebody that is transgender not every transgendered it's not a homogenized group exactly. right? it's not universal yeah yeah so it's there are people in the trans community that have body dysmorphia you exactly. know and it, if, it's an exception not the rule yeah and so it's you have to treat it. It, it it upsets me there was a guy in it was either iowa illinois or indiana and i get them confused because they're all like right next to each other and they all start with the, the same I, fucking yeah. letter <laughs> you know uh, but there's this guy who's a uh I want to say that MSNBC posted it, but um, an inmate that uh, was a serial rapist, a pedophile, and a child molester that told uh, through the Board of Appeals or whatnot that he was actually a woman and identified as a woman and that uh, she was being marginalized from being in a man's prison. So the state went further and then said, well... Clearly, they're not a threat to society anymore mm-hmm. because they've been marginalized. So they paroled them. They put wow. them back out on the street. And the, the and governor of Kentucky, before he uh, he just got voted out. Yeah. So before, uh, I don't know if the new guy's taking his oath yet or not. I think he would have done it last month if he did. Okay. But uh, guy from Kentucky paroled like something like like a hundred or like two hundred inmates, and some of them were like rapists and pedophiles. Yeah, well, what an excellent tactic for a rapist and pedophile is to, to claim to be something that you're not. That, because you either a you succeed and you're released and paroled, mm-hmm. or b you give a bad name to the culture that they're trying to marginalize. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's, I mean, it's it's kind of a tough subject to dance around because. Heavy. You're you're gonna just us even talking about it. Somebody's triggered oh, yeah. if somebody's listening to Somebody it. Upset. So for sure, it's um like where. But it's not that's that's not the problem. The problem is the judicial system. Like we, we spend so much time focused on like, focus on executive. Yeah. We spend so much time focused on politicians and who's representing this and that. But <laughs> the people that are actually changing the laws and actually in charge of this stuff are the ones that are allowing it. They're, yeah. The ones that are slapping it on the wrist and then putting homeboy in jail for 20 years for child support or possession you know that's, that's, yeah. that's crazy yeah well the um oh, fuck where was it thought it's Iowa, going. It's dipping Iowa no, no, yeah no no it was another state fuck Kentucky 
No, I think it was one of the Carolinas. I can't remember why I brought it up. Bubble? Bubble? Hello! There's got to be some pee pee toes in South Carolina. Oh, no doubt. They're everywhere. Oh. Uh, gotcha. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> you saved my neck yet again. <laughs> but, um, the whole transgender uh, bathroom thing. Now, me personally, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I don't give... I don't think that, again, we need to be putting in m- more laws about it. If you're a pervert and you're doing something illicit or immoral or illegal in a bathroom, you get wrecked. You, yeah, you're going to get fucking caught. That's what happens. You know what I mean? So if the whole idea of like, well, you know, it's a man in a woman's bathroom, so because he's a biological male, therefore, you know, they're they're going to get arrested. My thing is, do you have a do you have gender specific bathrooms in your home? Or does everyone use every bathroom? You know what I mean? Like, I, I grew up in that. A situation. There'll be thirty people at a family reunion. There's one bathroom. Yeah. For a porta potty on a job site. There's thirty people, yeah. all, all different sex. Not really an issue, you know. But in high school, we had. You might have actually experienced this. I'm not sure. But in high school, we had this dude who would pour water on the floors and then would masturbate to the reflection of other dudes peeing in what from the, the water floor. And he got caught and he got fucked up. I'm talking about wrecked. And to me, that's the natural process. Yeah. I feel like we should have some sort of good Samaritan law protecting someone who steps into a situation yeah. like that and protects Absolutely. people that could possibly be victimized. Well, I think also, um, this is not a popular opinion, but I'm not necessarily Imagine a popular it. man. <laughs> um, I think there should be public execution. Oh, I agree entirely. I, I, I think yeah, that... I'm from a George Carlin type of standpoint on that. Do it in the middle of the street. Yeah, yeah exactly. Publicize it. Put hey, it live yeah. on Facebook. See these folks here? They Yee-Yee raped Warren. and murdered kids. This Yee-Yee is what we do Warren. to these type of people around here. Kill them dead. Yeah. Those nasty motherfuckers do not deserve to die. But that's I agree. That's what sucks language. about it is that there are people in jail right now for doing the very thing that we're talking about. Yeah. Someone witnessing something like that happen or even just hearing yeah. something like that happen. Hey, you know that this dude's talking to your 13-year-old sister? What the fuck? He beats the shit out of this dude. Now he's in jail for assault and battery yeah. because there's there's no actual evidence, no basis of it or whatsoever. Meanwhile, the pedo is still alive. Mean, exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's texting his fucking sister. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But there's no laws protecting people. We'll say vigilantes yeah. in, that, in that nature. What's the... Uh... What about a business? Let's start a business. <laughs> You down? You see where I'm going with this? Let's start a business where you just fucking give us a little discreet, anonymous text message like like Twitter. I think you have to go on the dark web to do stuff like that. It's possible. They pay in Bitcoin. Not <laughs> <laughs> that I know how, to, how that works. We'll diddle the diddlers. You know what I'm saying? Did you guys, uh, you guys see that? Uh, it's a couple years old now, but it was an article about this one guy who he's, he's a, uh, an inmate now, but... He was going around to parole pedophiles' houses and murdering them with hammers. That's beautiful. That's, yeah, right? That that's is the beautiful. best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, he's he's locked up now. Yeah, but, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. But he, uh, he took, a, to, took a couple like, of them uh, to hell with him. Though. You want to make some like, free that guy shirts or whatever? Get down with that. we can support the cause. There's something that I read about online the day who called. Uh, it was in Texas, so he got out, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> He he, wrote, he got home and uh, I'm trying to remember the exact story. I'm I'm probably way off, but basically he was looking for his daughter. He couldn't find his daughter. They said that she had went into a shed. Her friend said she went into the shed back there with some man. So he runs back there and finds a dude completely naked and his daughter like half naked already had her underwear off and then he beat the guy to death. And then he was praised as a hero in his community. 
but it was just that area. You know what I mean? Like if that happened elsewhere, he'd be still be in jail for murder. Yeah. And that is insane to me. Yeah. That, that, that we, we require years of court it, and fighting the system just to protect your family from somebody like that. It, it's, it's weird how like red states, which are or even red counties, communities or whatever, which are normally like more like fire and brimstone oh, yeah. kind of places. But when it comes to like a dead pedophile, everybody's like, exactly. all right, good. Exactly. Versus a blue county or blue state, normally they're just like, hey, we got some problems with our incarceration system. We need to let some people go. Mm-hmm. But then it'll come to like a sexual deviant. They'll be like, well, we don't, we don't want to like exclude anybody. We want to be inclusive. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I have some moral scruples and drawing the line on pedophiles. I got no problem oh, drawing no. a fucking line and saying mm-hmm. no. I agree. Yeah, let the motherfuckers rot. Yeah. Let the motherfuckers. Part of my language, I just re- realized, up, like, when you go to the pedophile, dude, the that's a zero, zero tolerant thing for me. I agree. Like, I agree entirely. They, they should be fucked probably harder than anybody else by the biggest fucking dick. I'm still down for the public execution. If you could kill them, oh yeah, with I'm a all ma- for that first penis-shaped object. That'd be awesome. Mm. Well, what was the guy? Um, he used to be. Uh, uh, speaker of the house is it Hasker I think his name is Fuck uh, Merle Haggard Not Merle Haggard <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare talk about Merle Haggard Fuck I want to say it's Haskard. Um What this Haskard died guy He was a pedophile He was a serial He was a serial rapist A like serial child rapist Documented and, Yeah And like He was the speaker of the house That's crazy I mean all the Epstein stuff The came out in the wash we ain't hearing shit about that no exactly. everybody everybody's standing their fucking brooms up don't know shit about I that I didn't shit, stand my broom up let me see you can do that any day of the year I know I, I, yeah. I had better things this to guy do Dennis Hastert Hastert mm-hmm. he was the 51st speaker of the United States House of Representatives from 1999 to 2007 now does this include his criminal history or is it just talking about his no this was political um, he, he um, I think he even get he got like a slap on the wrist pretty much. Um, of course, they do kind of like with what Harvey Weinstein's doing now with like the crutch and the walker, yeah. like like oh I'm so, I'm so ill, old. oh I'm about to die. It always reminds me of the dude on Family Guy. You want some popsicles? <laughs> I got popsicles in my basement. Get your fat ass back <laughs> here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you're starting to piss me off, you piggly off son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck, I'm trying to find. Yeah, he, uh. Yeah, sex abuse scandal and federal prosecution. He started getting investigated because of, uh, because of money schemes. That, like, he was, like, mm. skimming off the top of, like, taxpayer like money. Racketeering and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But then, uh. Well, that started going on in 2015. That's when uh, these uh, sex abuse allegations with children started coming to the forefront. Um, but yeah, he did not get sentenced that long. I'm trying to find how long he was sentenced. He uh, entered a guilty plea, but I don't think it was for the um, the sex abuse. It was for like his original thing that he was. Uh, so it's kind of a Kobe Bryant type situation. Kind of. Like a settlement to avoid actual having prosecution charges and such. Yeah, it says soon after he pled guilty, he suffered a stroke Mm. and was uh, allowed to remain free on bail uh, pending his sentencing. 
Jesus. Yeah. So see, people in public office on that should be made an example of. I, I think so too because we have this notion of privilege, especially racists on the left want to bring race into it. It has nothing to do with race. It just has to do with privilege. And it's, it's usually wealth. it's wealthism. It's yeah, not racism. It's wealthism. Exactly. Um, you know who Zuby is? Zuby. Zuby. Uh, Zuby's an artist. He uh, rose to fame not too long ago because he he likes pointing out some of these absurd uh, ideological stances that fringe leftists will take. Okay. Uh, one of them being uh, with uh, trans athletes. Uh, competing in female uh, uh, athletic competitions. Now, personally, because again, touchy subject, but whatever. Um, trans. I think it's the whole point. Of well, this. I mean, yeah, touchy like touchy fucking subject. Yeah, and to show like, hey, Southern folk are not. We're not some homogenized group either. You know what yeah, I mean? Like we, like most intellectuals I've met in my life, come from the southeast. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, but um, the prefix trans. I think you're a camera dad. Yeah. Uh, the prefix trans means to be outside the scope of something. Yeah. So, like, trans-international, transatlantic. Trans-union. Trans-union. Transgender. So, if you're a transgendered athlete, it means you're outside the scope of uh, gendered mm -hmm. athletes, or binary, if you want to call it that. So, why the fuck is it fair to have someone outside the scope of your gender exactly. compete with you in you a gendered competition. Put those pigtails in and just go out and do. I mean, it's silliness. There was now, the, now, there was the one woman from the, the MMA that didn't disclose that she yep. used to be a man. Yep. And then broke the fucking skull. Dominated of exactly. Her, like, and you look at the footage of that fight. You don't see two women fighting. You, you see, see a man. You see a dude out of a lady. Exactly. This. This woman lived 30 plus years as a man. Yeah, longer than I've been a man. <laughs> That's insane. And, and then, you know, wasn't didn't have to tell anybody I think, about it. I think it's an easier fix. They're just not looking into it this way. I, I think that, one, you're, you're starting to have this notion of anybody that disagrees with me politically isn't a villain. It's really starting to fall apart. You now have uh, trans Republican activists. Exactly. You now have... Uh, uh, hardcore feminists that have become Trump supporters mm -hmm. just because of some of these ideologues on the left. So it, this idea of morality being defined by your politics is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And people can get up in arms about that all well, they want. That's mostly but, a previous generation thing anyway. Like, e either that like, or... Like our age and culture, like we... We don't really put people in that lump. Like, usually you, not, unless you're, you're still rebelling from uh, from some sort of institution. So, i.e., uh, kids that grew up here in the Bible Belt that turned out to be uh, atheistic or agnostic, they usually have, uh, to, the, to their own merit, uh, a pretty sour taste in their mouth for the religious right. Yeah, and it's normally based off of the religious people that they've been right. Right. But, kind of like how we talked about before, but if you're not willing to then take the same critical eye at the ideologues that converted you out of something. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I had a conversation with a dude about that one time. He was talking about, uh, he said that Christianity was just a way for people to cope with the afterlife because they couldn't handle there being nothing. And I hit him right back and I was like, well, atheism is just a method for people to cope with the afterlife because they can't handle being accountable. Yeah. And he, it, it shifted him. He was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, if, if you're going to apply whatever rule or whatever you're, 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 whatever you want to call it, then 
have to do it all the way around. It has to be applied to both sides. Right. You have to apply it to your thinking, but also the opposite thinking. That way you can see which one actually benefits. Well, even to, to counter to that, I would state that that's actually not true because Calvinists, exactly. a Christian branch, mm-hmm. uh, their whole thing is that, well, it's like when you die, it's like before you were born. Mm-hmm. You don't remember before There's you were born. Consciousness. Yeah. So it's like, that's a fucking frightening like thing to think about <laughs> i'm just going like, just yeah. Going, yeah and especially with that where like where everything's predetermined because then it's just like oh well i don't have to do anything yeah, it's, so it's, it's not up a, to me yeah it's like uh it's like atheist christianity exactly. you know where it's exactly. like well i don't need to take responsibility because mm-hmm. the lord has already decided well, everything calvinism, calvinism didn't even exist until john calvin redid everything on the 40s i think it was like 1940 when if I remember correctly, I think it may have been uh, earlier than that. But um, my thing about the about the transgender athletes that you were saying is, why don't we just open, just start a league? Right. Where it doesn't matter. Right. Why don't we have like sex doesn't how, matter? How how fucking progressive would that be if at the Olympics we were just like, all right, so we've got transgendered athletes. What you countries exactly. got? Or like we got the Boy Scout and the Girl Scout thing. Everyone's always like, well, girls should be able to be Boy Scouts and boys should be able to be Girl Scouts. It's like, no, that doesn't make sense because this was made this way. How about we just have a Scout program yeah. where it doesn't matter. If you want to be a girl or yeah. boy, you can be in this, but don't change the original institution in order to fit this, this new kind of fiction yeah. that people are buying into. Like Biologically, we do have certain things that guarantee one, as- one uh, aspect or the other. Like Biologically, you are a man. You shouldn't be fighting females in the ring unless they agree to it before the fight. Right. Now, if they know that they're coming in to fight some men, that would be an interesting fucking league of the UFC. It's like, all right, we got, we got some badass ladies in here. Yeah, Ronda Rousey it, taking on... Exactly. Brock Lesnar. Like, oh, shit. It's I'd, wild. I'd, I'd watch that. I would too. But, I, I bet, I bet I she'd probably win. win. I bet but, she'd win. But in that circumstance, we could be more prepared. We could, we could know what to look for. We could right. have, have the EMTs and the people trained to notice when the fight's going bad. Like, they have it already, but like you said earlier, when that dude caved in the lady's skull, that was a dominating fight. That yeah. was insane to watch. And to, to see that in an appropriate regulated way would be a whole industry. That'd be millions and millions right. to be sunk into that. And same thing with the Olympics, like you're saying. If we had a transgender quality, like, okay, uh, there was one I was sometimes reading about the other day, it was about a marathon. It was talking about marathon runners. It talked about a lady placing, uh, she, was, she had the best time for uh, females in this marathon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but what place did she do overall? Turns out she was like 11th. So that was like 10 men that they just completely disregarded and put her as first. And now she gets all the praise right. and everything. When to me, uh, athletically, she placed 11th. <laughs> that, that's cool. That she was the top top female, but she was also eleventh in the whole overall. So if there's a, if we're gonna put these kind of norms or uh, restrictions based off gender on both sides, then we should also have a place where it could be free. It could be universal. Like she placed eleventh in this one, but if she wants to do the all girls run, then yeah, she'll be first place. That makes right. sense. But we shouldn't disregard or discredit ten other people that did better than her just because she's a female. Right? Right. That makes any sense. Well, it's it's. Pandering to to women's activists is the way I view it, and I I don't I, I agree with you that she came in eleventh. Yeah. Now the fact that she was the top female that's like, a, that's no that's yeah. not worthy. Well, yeah, I'm proud of her for that. But yeah. they, they shouldn't be preaching that her time is the best time and she's first place also because that, that's not how the article posted. The article posted about her being just a super elite athlete and everything like yeah, but. Overall, where she placed, I took some digging. To actually, found out she placed eleventh in the marathon. Right. I'm like, that's awesome. That's what I'm be proud of. Eleventh place in the marathon is still pretty awesome. That's still pretty high up there. But she didn't deserve first place. She didn't uh, get first place. Well, it's interesting that like a lot of stuff in the news, because you know the 
news is supposed to be objective, mm -hmm. right? And an opinion piece didn't used to be how you handled news and journalism. Exactly. So you you look at even like like more recently with the stuff with the uh, the Democratic primaries, and then like you have the thing in Iowa where it's like. Oh well, who won? And like four people gave like a victory speech mm -hmm. at four of the candidates. It's like okay, not all you guys won. It's a participation trophy at this point. But um, you'll even see like headlines that talk about uh, like a uh, Sanders is now the uh, the top uh, front runner for mm -hmm. you know the Democratic Party. Yang is coming back and out. Really. Yeah, Yang is out. He, That's insane. He's, he's gone. Um, but Sanders, he he does have the most total votes mm -hmm. so far, but he only has like. Three or four thousand more than Buttigieg, and Buttigieg and he have the same amount of delegates. Mm -hmm. So technically, it's still neck and neck. exactly. But you know, it'll take something like him legalizing marijuana nationwide on day one, like all the little Facebook clickbait things, mm -hmm. or in order to go ahead and secure that win. No, it's going to take something massive in order for him to promote the country into it. Well, I, th I think that the uh, folks on the left, they've just because they've been they've been so angry for the past few years that where that hasn't been getting any results, kind of like we talked about before, like something as um, taboo or controversial as like trans athletes. Yeah. And it's like, well, we need, we need to have these discussions and the, the more we can discuss and like, like I work my ideas out a lot of times verbally, you know? Yeah, me too. So if I don't I'm, care how stupid I sound. I'll yeah, I mean, that's the only way I get that's, smarter. That's, that's <laughs> also, I don't mind being offended or offending people like to huh. me that's gross it's, to be uncomfortable for me I, I recommend that everyone do something that makes them uncomfortable at least once a day right uh, be oh, uncomfortable we were talking about this it's, it's like, be uncomfortable be afraid feel it like it's, it's good for you to feel that and push through it but I enjoy when I'm talking to someone and like during a tattoo session you know, it's, it's almost an intimate thing when you're it's a very intimate when thing. When you're tattooing people and you're just getting getting known, I'm vocal. I'm like a conversation. You don't say. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'll I'll just stream whatever fucking rambling bits of unconsciousness come to my brain. And it's funny when I have a client that even though I'm tattooing them, they're putting all this trust in me. But well, wait, this is how I feel about it. I'm like, okay, I touched a nerve there. I see that, but at the same time, this. And yeah. then we just kind of both struggle in an uncomfortable moment for a minute. And then normally we get some sort of uh, resolution at the end of it. Some sort of epitome comes right. one or the other. Well, know? that's how like we normally work as a species. You know, it, it, we haven't had social media and texting exactly. for very exactly. long. So I mean, conversation. Yeah, it, it's really easy to sit there and edit and like you know plan out your rhetorical structure of what you're going to say, and then you blast yeah, it at them, uh, yeah. and then you don't have to look them in the face Keyboard, when you say it. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of these SJWs and keyboard warriors that are on the left, they've started just internalizing it and, like, mm -hmm. started, like, eating themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not good for them politically. Or for us. It's not good for growth. No, it's not good all. for the country either. To internalize it. Oh. It needs to be on front street. Well, because when it's not, that's when you're going to have more and more radicals pop up. Exactly. Because they're going to think that, well, this stagnation is because we haven't gone far enough. Mm -hmm. So if we... If we blow up a post office and fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone will notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's whenever you have these fucking losers come out that'll like, you know, like, like uh, have a, a school shooting or they're like, they'll take a, you or know. Or a gay club in yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, fucking terrible. Well, and that's an, like another thing with like uh, uh, the Pulse Massacre. It's 
they they didn't want to recognize that like hey we have a 911 call of this Muslim extremist talking about he's going into this gay club yeah, to kill gonna, gay he's people. He's gonna do it. Yeah. Like and, and instead became this focus on well let's let's think about the gun. Let's talk about the gun control. It's like yo how about we talk about the fucking murderer? Exactly. <laughs> that makes exactly. a lot more sense. You know what's crazy about and the fact that? that he's not alone with that mentality. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Crazy about that Pulse shooting. I was actually in Orlando. Oh fuck. Two blocks away from that, playing a show, and we just get in the van like nothing happened because we didn't know what was going on. There was just cops everywhere, lined up on the highway, interstate, downtown, and come to find out, like literally two blocks away from all this going down, and like that's just oblivious. It's oblivious, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That you know, someone hatred. I think we should stop calling it. They call it terroristic activity. I think we should start treating it like it's a militarized mission. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's their mission is to go and do that. Well, they found a um, a compound in Arizona or New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was. It's about a year or two ago. That turns out you had five religious extremists mm-hmm. in there yeah, that were training, training kids Fully to shoot up schools. Yeah, yeah. And this judge, after they, they arrested them, this judge let them off. Like the local judge there let them off. And you see the guy laughing mm-hmm. in the courtroom as he's being, uh, his handcuffs are released. So the feds went in and they arrested him oh, of course, after of course. that. Was it a mosque of some sort? Um, or just a... it, it, it looked like somebody's like kind of like trailer park dirt villa that you'll oh, find shit. out here in like the boonies okay. or whatnot, except it's in the desert instead of the swamps. What, uh, what did they pledge allegiance to? What was their affiliation? Oh, uh, uh, that they were uh, Muslim extremists, hardcore Sharia law, yeah, yeah, Wahhabis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Believe that, uh, you know, America's downfall is from having uh, gay people out in the open and from letting women vote and... But what's interesting is the Korean outlaw, or outlines how to marry prepubescent girls. Yeah, it's fucked and, up. And stuff like that, exactly. So, yeah. uh, it's not so hard to understand why our politicians and those in power actually support that to a degree, mm-hmm. but then also try to pretend like they don't, you know? Like, it's not good for the public eye, but at the same time, they're all for as much... Is it a simulation? Is that the word? I'm assimilation. Saying? Assimilation. Is mm-hmm. the word I'm for you. They're all for that because they want it to be a more common thing. But at the same time, to look at these radical belief systems, yeah, it's not the person's fault. But if you take a child and you put them in this environment and you raise them, like the headhunters in Africa, they weren't. They didn't see it as wrong. Right. The, the, the children that grew up being headhunters, raised by headhunters, it was pride. It was pride. It was something to be proud of, you know, an honor to take ahead. So you can't really. It's it's odd to think about this, but you can't blame the individual or the system, but you have to dismantle it. You have, you have to destroy that thinking. And how else to do that besides having exactly what we're talking about with that tension-driven conversation right. and interaction with people with different belief systems? Because if all you're ever around are the same type of people, then, of course, everything else is going to be just taboo. Right. And then yours is going to be weird, but if you step out, uh, smoke, Burt Reynolds at Smoking the Bennett said, it depends on where you're standing when you say something, that's just how dumb you are. Right. And th- that's kind of my, my feeling. If you drop me, like Bobby's going to Japan in April. Uh, yeah, April. Could you imagine me in Japan <laughs> by myself for a month? 
<laughs> What's up, guys? Hey. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't expect to fit into their culture. I wouldn't expect. I, I would stick out like a sore, sore thumb. And I feel the same if someone from Japan that didn't speak any English was dropped into fucking South Georgia. Yeah. They'd be like, "What? There's snakes and fucking people spitting back in the jugs. It's weird. <laughs> you also just reminded me my Japanese is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I know Ohio. That's it. <laughs> he, he turns Japanese a lot. Oh, Ohio means good morning. Oh, uh, does it? Yeah. Ohio I didn't know that. Yeah. means good morning. Ohio means morning. I saw a map of America the other day where uh, a drunk Frenchman tried to name all the states. I saw that. Good <laughs> Australia, that's One of these has got to be Ohio. One is Ohio. <laughs> should trip me up. Well, back to your, uh, to your point about uh, uh, radicalized uh, uh, religious zealots. I mean, we, we had that in America throughout the, you know, the... Um, 18th and 19th centuries with you know uh, some Bible thumping Christians with passages that were pro-slavery mm -hmm. from the Bible yeah, you're right. so the the only way that we got rid of that poisonous ideology was exposure through, yeah exposure yeah through and that's the same thing we're doing now with homosexuals it's like it's this radical violent opinions I think that's where what it actually boils down to is the violence like when, when you want to wish violence on another person who's harming no one at all, yeah. Then that to me, that's the root of radical thinking. Like I know it's one thing for us to say we should skin pedophiles alive in the middle of the street, but there's a victim. There's a victim, and I think that's one of the biggest things with criminal activity. Uh, the definition of a crime is there has to be a victim, right? right? There has to be someone that's suffering from it, and that's kind of my entire opinion on the war on drugs and possession charges and things like that. Is where's the victim? Yeah, exactly. Who's, who's the person actually hurting right here? Because right now, all I see is the tax money being dodged. Well, if there's no victim, I would argue, isn't that a misdemeanor? Because exactly. that's like a traffic well, or a that, moving that's, that's violation. A, a breaking policy. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a policy infringement. It's not necessarily a crime. Right. But when, when you think about what's illegal here and what's illegal in other countries based off of culture, uh, I was raised where you don't disrespect your elders. Mm -mm. You know, Don't do it. But at the same time, if I see an elder that's going in error, I'm going to say something. They might take that as disrespectful, but to me, that's respect. Is to be like, hey, you're fucking up. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. I'm yeah, trying... I'm treating you like a peer. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not peer. like some old codger. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I still respect you. I'm not mm -hmm. talking down to your cousin, but you're in error. Well, it's kind of like the uh, like the boomer meme, right? So like, don't get me wrong, I love memes. Yeah, they're like, great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. But um, I would come across some people that would have these like go on these like keyboard tirades about like you know how out of touch boomers were and you know we inherited all their debt and all this it's like um <clears throat> sorry but uh boomers were fighting the uh, uh civil rights era exactly. they were boomers on the streets then yeah. that's your hippie era that's yeah your, like a lot a lot of free thinking happened yeah. it's a renaissance yeah so to sort of dismiss that and just be like well yeah but we don't we don't like what the world we don't like the present tense that's dealing with absolutes again that's someone saying well if he's over in 35 nothing good for me yeah it's like, what the fuck I believe that's ageism, mm -hmm. if I'm not exactly, mistaken. Yeah. Not a very tolerant viewpoint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, you know why I'm not 55? Because I'm not fucking 55 biologically. There's certain things we can't just throw fiction at and pretend right. that's, that's not true, you know? So when you look at the biological implications of being of age, they should be associated with some sort of maturity. Unfortunately, like you said earlier, the slavery thing was mostly in that time period, that generation. There's all the rich landowners, the older, more mature people that yeah. were trying to justify this. And then an era of awakening came in with a younger generation who had friends that were black and also slaves. And they, 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 couldn't, they, they couldn't handle it in their heart. 
Right. So it, it created this tension, just like with us now. Uh, generations above us want to see gays stoned in, stone in the streets and not in, smoke a tree having a good time. <laughs> they want to see them murdered with rocks. Right. And to me, that's that's insane because I went to school with these people. They're, they're best friends of mine. I and mean, no, we don't agree on everything. Right. And I, I'm, I'm not... I'll go to a gay bar and have a great fucking time. I don't want to go home with any dudes afterwards. Not good. Not, not particular. I mean, huh? those have been the best times of my life. Exactly. It's, a, it's a great time. They, they don't give a fuck. You can sleep on my couch. I'll tuck you in. I'm going to get crepes when you wake I'll up. I'll kiss you on the forehead. We don't have to agree, but... Did I take a few more? No, oh, no, you no. You no, kiss no. me on the forehead anytime. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's a, that's a loving thing. Like, it, and... I don't give a shit what your libido's like. I don't give a shit like, what you do with your wiener. It's two, two consenting adults? Fine yeah, by do me. You think, do I don't fucking exactly. care. It, it doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. It just means that you have your own taste and I have mine. And like right now they're talking about the coronavirus and all that. They've, they've uh, found that it was... It was funny because I heard someone making... Uh, they related it to AIDS the other day. They're talking about, you know how somebody fucked the monkey and got AIDS? And then that's what happened to these birds now in China. It's like a snake or some shit. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you have no idea what's going what's, on. What's it's, funny is that, like, I mean, yeah, this, uh, was it this uh, Indian lab came out after looking at the coronavirus. It was like, hey, there's a protein that has been attached to the, this coronavirus exactly. with stuff that is also in HIV. Mm-hmm. But it's not some dude... Okay, exactly. Birds that's why, that's why, well, see, the coronavirus was present years ago. Like uh, if hog hunters know they have to watch out for coronavirus, brucellosis. If you give your dog a seven in one or a nine in one shot, mm-hmm. it typically covers coronavirus. Like, but for dogs, it just would never cross the species spectrum, right. you know. But like, even with the dudes fucking monkeys creating AIDS, that's not even what really happened. Uh, a monkey hunter in Africa was cleaning monkey meat and skinning out monkeys. Everything got blood into monkey blood, infected monkey blood into a cut on his hand, and they brought it back to America. And then it just blew from that. And I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies about it and this and that, whatever. It was created by biochemical warfare, et cetera. And they're talking about the same shit with coronavirus right, right now, talking about it leaving that lab. Well, I mean, at first, I had talked about this before about like them saying that like uh, like it may have been like a bats or like mm-hmm. an alternative food market. So now that they don't think that that's it, but they were using mammals to test exactly. this stuff on. Mm-hmm. So you, you can see how like that kind of like, you know, would spin out from that. But man, it's. it's <laughs> it's uh it's two it's two, two facts um but so the the story i've been coming across now and a couple friends of mine like every day they'll send me like new updates, updates, updates of yeah. stuff they read because they're like they know i'm into that mm-hmm. kind of shit um but that they uh they're trying to work on a vaccine for this potential bioweapon that could be used so the same lab, it's a Canadian-owned lab, right? Okay. That uh, SARS initially was leaked mm-hmm. out of. It's the same lab. SARS leaked out of this lab, I think, okay. two or three times. Because the coronavirus is already at a higher infection mm-hmm. rate and fatality rate. Right. Than SARS. So what um, what they're now thinking is that um, it has something in it that targets us. Uh, genetically and more specifically by race and ethnicity so what they think is that because folks of China is for the most part a homogenized or homogenous um, uh, populace you know uh, versus like here in America it's not a varied not a varied block you you walk down the street it's not going to be like a a white guy and then a little (laughs) Asian girl and a tall black man it's the same yeah you may you may have like uh some uh, uh, bloodlines are there that have like 
Korean or Mongolian or even like Russian. But so even that's still frowned upon by most Asian cultures. Oh like yeah, Japanese are pretty specific about being with Japanese yeah, people. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America is the melting pot, you know. Yeah. Like, but the uh, well, look at the Chinese Olympic team. You know what I mean? There's not. <laughs> it's all Chinese people, right? But the. Uh, so now the idea is, and there have been, I think there's been one African man that's diagnosed with it, but for the, for the most part, like, it's almost exclusively Chinese citizens right. that have contracted it, or at least folks that their hereditary the, line is the from The fatalities right. are all Chinese for sure. Um, so like 900 and something now, I believe. So now some of the uh, theories could be that, like, well... If they were working on a vaccine, then it got out, and it was just like, oh, shoot, how do we uh, sort of spin this into we've got under yeah. control, even though they don't. Another theory, a more malicious one, is that they were using it intentionally on their own people. To in, control population. Yeah, and if nothing else, then to show uh, folks like the Bilderberg Group or mm -hmm. other globalist corporate fascists that, like, hey, look. We're helping out. Yeah. You guys are worried about overpopulation. Look what we're doing. And then another theory would be that some rogue sect of our intelligence community okay. purposely leaked out because we don't have these labs. We don't run them in America because mm -hmm. you have to have plausible deniability. Exactly. Right. So like like Canada, South America, Europe will have labs there, and then you can do whatever. And they're like, oh, it wasn't us. It was a Canadian lab. That's what happened. So I. And, I, uh, I really hope that's something that we wouldn't be doing would be using a bioweapon, but at the same time, you it's know, possible. Yeah, it's, we've done it before. Yeah, I mean, Definitely. War, war is hell. Exactly. The theory that I've been looking at is that it's actually a, it's a, kind of a sub-theory of what you just said, but it was actually population control on behalf of like a unified front. Mm. That the plan was to leak it in China and then watch it infiltrate every country through the airports. That's why if you look, most of the places in America that have all the, the higher infection rates and et cetera are airports. Yes, yeah. Atlanta, LAX, you know, and uh, I think they've shut down flights from to and from China mm -hmm. now. But to to think about it that way, think about how many how many people slipped by before they closed it. You yeah. know what I mean? How many people are you know the places? How many carriers we have? How many people will, will actually die from this infection? I think it's what forty something thousand right now in the, China. Uh, yeah, that are around, close to like fifty thousand. Yeah, insane. Um, and now the numbers they put out today, like I think they said something around like ten thousand more cases found today. Yeah. Shit. So what it looks? I know, know three or four hundred of them are in Atlanta. So what it what it looks Crazy. like is that they. Um, they potentially just didn't even have a way to know how many people had it initially. And now that they, it's been like a month or so, they have the means to sort of get some yeah. actual data on it. Um, the uh, the fatality rate with it, though, is uh, like about 18%. So like almost one out of every five mm -hmm. people that will catch it will die from it. Yeah, yesterday, 200 Georgia residents were being monitored for coronavirus in Atlanta. CDC expanded coronavirus screening to two more airports, Atlanta and Chicago O'Hare. And then Atlanta couple test positive for coronavirus on a cruise ship in Japan. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, you better hope they don't close it. <laughs> they doing, might. They're doing a coronavirus screening at Hartsfield-Jackson. That's so, Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, just to be able to come into the airport, they're screening. That's, so that means when I get back from Japan, then I'm going to have to have a screening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Me and Yuri were joking 
this morning is something I'm picking up from the airport. Yeah. I was like, let's get to the hazmat suits. I, 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 I would be <laughs> so <laughs> upset about that. Just oh, that sorry actually enough. does suck because I've never had, like never had to go through that kind of thing before, and not just that. Like, what's today's day? What if somehow like they're like, oh well, you did test positive um, with you're, some type of you're fucked. Like think like on your clothing or it's like you had some type of infection on you, but we're like I am legend. Was like, run it again. <laughs> like, run, yeah, his wife fell. Run it again. Oh, my battery died on that one. Yeah. Oops. But yeah, that's gonna suck. I like, cause I got, I got a feeling of my luck of all people being in the fucking. I just gotta FaceTime you while you're fucking. <laughs> I don't even know what the coronavirus does at this point. It's, it's, a, it's respiratory. Respiratory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was right with the wheezing. You pretty, were pretty proud of myself. Give me a golf clap and get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna be quarantined. I'm not, not even sick and not dying. And this be like, these motherfuckers are trying to kill me. Oh. I, I don't think yet they've... The only thing I've heard about Japan being shut down has been stuff like cruises. Yeah, uh, anything that's hitting that same yeah. Yeah. one. But it, those cruises are also hitting China. Yeah. They're, they're docking. Precisely. Back out. Yeah, so it's if they're like, in the, uh, the, like the, the South China direction. Sea, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fuckers in China. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is the high population, but 50,000 is a substantial amount of people, no matter what the population. Yeah. Like, just that, that amount of infection... It doesn't matter how much how populated you are. There's going to be that's that's significant. It's going to be scattered throughout. Absolutely. Yeah. There's silverfish in there. Oh, cool. Don't mind me. I'll be right back. Word. I'm trying to think of something in America that 50,000 people are a part of. I mean, shoot, that's uh, almost the entire population of Valdosta. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, like something like correlated, like. I don't want to say like cancer victims, but like I'm sure more than 50, more than fifty thousand people have herpes. I'm, I'm sure too. Way more than fifty thousand people have herpes. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of something that would be closer uh, to that, but still the infection rate. Well, I saw something else where it, I wouldn't rule rule it out was that you know all the Hong Kong protests were going on. Yeah. And hey. And then you know. you right Ch- Mainland uh, mainland China. Definitely knew that, like, hey, they're protesting in Hong Kong, right? They're taking to the streets. So that's one of the things they're doing in China is forcing people off of the streets. Yeah. And I haven't heard much about the Hong Kong protests since the uh, since the coronavirus. Uh, You're right. Into the news. It won't even let me do math up to over a billion on my phone. It's bullshit. You should have got an apple. It's kind of full some percentages. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that correlation, the absence of publicity on the protests since the coronavirus. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Well, and that Hong Kong is um, the the uh, banking cartel, for like a better term, but it's not a Chinese bank in Hong Kong. It's it's a Western bank. So if the... Uh, winning right now. <laughs> if, the, uh, if the Chinese uh, government took control of Hong Kong, then that entire region of the world would be controlled by Chinese banking cartels. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. That's super crazy to think about. The Chinese cartel, it's, it's not the same as the Mexican cartel, obviously. Right. Because we're way more 
ingrained in their culture. You know? Like even the Mexican cartel, they they're kind of still looked at as rebels and rogues. But like as far as a lot of yakuza in Japan, that's still a very respected thing. Right. Like it's still very very fucking respected. It's not they don't look at them like thugs and gangsters. Well, no, they they kind of took the place of samurai from exactly. like the twentieth century exactly. on. And that's kind of how I look at the Chinese cartels. It's a very similar way. It's like a necessary evil to them. Mm-hmm. They, they, they see it that way. But, but I mean, we kind of did similar by instituting old mafia families and mob bosses into our politics. Yeah. And into our government agencies, you know? Yeah. And, that's like uh, even Obama and uh, George Bush were related. related. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. <laughs> crazy to think about. But. To think about the kind of mentality that it takes in order to push a plague on the populaces. That's heavy. That's wild, That's man. heavy shit. Oh. So, good hands. <laughs> so, well, which outcome do you hope for? Not not outcome, which theory do you hope happened um, as far as leaking the coronavirus? Would you prefer for it to be some sort of... I would. I would hope that the most moral route I feel would be that they were trying to find some sort of uh, way to immunize people from this super virus. Yeah, and then the ball got dropped. I don't necessarily buy that. I don't either. But that's the, uh, I would would say it's probably the, was it uh, it Occam's Razor? Yeah, yeah. So I I think that would be the most likely scenario just because it's so simple just, you know, to err is human. We fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. That shit happens. But, um, you know, it it is kind of frightening to think about that. Because something like that, like, it's... How do you prepare for it? Like, you you really can't because it's... How do you you get ready for a plague? Yeah. It's like, well, I I hope whatever genetic code I got is immune to it already. If we could go back in time to the bubonic plague and be like, hey, there's a plague coming. What the fuck would they do? Yeah. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Oh no! Look <laughs> at the health department here. Stat. Get some rules and regulations. Pork blood flowing through the streets. All right. What if you found out you had coronavirus, but if you smoke flocka, you're fine. Oh my god! But only as long as you smoke flocka. <laughs> like as soon as you sober up, it's back. <laughs> You just gotta keep smoking oh fucking plug. That me- could be. Is it medicinal flocka, or do I <laughs> like if I get caught with it, am I going to jail? I saw I saw a meme yesterday. That's like uh, it was the game warden pulling somebody over, and he's like, "Sir, this is medicinal." The game was like, "This is a spotlight." That's <laughs> 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 a perfect argument for anything. <laughs> it's medicinal. I can't help it. You boys out here shining? No, sir. What's the light for? In case I drop my keys. What what, what is uh like as as far as I know, China treats drug use as like a penalty by death. Oh, yeah, if I still remember, like, they're pretty hardcore mm-hmm. about unless, it. Unless you're the Chinese government. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then you can just push fentanyl mm-hmm. out there, and which is fucking everywhere. scary, man. Sketchy, it's so sketchy. Like um. It takes like a pinprick of like this white powder for you to like OD from. To die. You will fucking die from a touch of it. Oh my god, dude. If that that won't make anybody who... Straight edge. I don't want anything that I can't tell what it is. I don't even want to put sugar in my coffee anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, it could be from some sort of fucking crazy drugs too. Like a lot of shit's happening. It could. That's like the the when they invented insulin. You know, the moment they invented insulin, everyone was dying. Uh, people were diabetic comas. You ever heard about that? No, I don't know anything and, about. Uh, it. We'll go. This is completely true, but I'm gonna fucking paraphrase it and kind of fiction it up a little bit for you. All right. All right. So the mama bear and the papa exactly. bear. Exactly. <laughs> the birds and the uh, 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 or something, but no, there's like a room. <laughs> there's like a room full of children at all these hospitals, and they they all had diabetes. And what would happen was they go into a diabetic coma, so they would wind up just shutting down, and they'd be trapped in this diabetic coma until the moment they died. And so that you'd have just let's say a hundred a wow. hundred kids in this corridor set up. You ever seen Pearl Harbor? Mm. You know, all the soldiers stretched out on the gurneys mm-hmm. and everything everywhere. Similar to that, they're just—they're on their hospital beds, their dying days, and the parents are just praying and waiting for the day that their child passes, and that's all they can do. There's no, no hope, nothing they can do about it. And then some scientists accidentally invented insulin. Accidentally invented it. Came in, started fucking injecting the people, and these kids would wake up out of diabetic coma, completely cognitive, able to converse, How and then awesome live exactly. But to to imagine just sitting there with your child, waiting for them to not wake up. I wonder if they're ever gonna flatline eventually, whatever. And then some dude just brought in this <laughs> byproduct of sugar and just starts injecting these children and saving their lives. Like he saved millions and still continues to this day to save millions and millions of people from through insulin production. To 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 think about diabetes as a life threatening disease of that nature, right. that was a plague. Yeah. That was a fucking plague. And to to look at just he stumbled across this cure. Or he was supposed to. Exactly, exactly. Divine. Yeah. You know, Calvinism, whatever. Oh, I was talking about <laughs> Mormonism earlier. Come on. Fucking John Smith and the Mormons when I was like 1840, 1940, whatever I said. Definitely not Calvinism. Like, mm. you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, That's like 16th century. Yeah, you're yeah, definitely yeah. Right so. <laughs> um, as far as a divine intervention, so I got, I got a little tale for you. Oh. So, uh, not, not of my own. Spencer yours. No, very cool. But, um, my, uh, my, oh, we should end the podcast Colt 45 and two zigzags. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Maybe that's all we need. <laughs> Welcome back. Spin us a yarn. So, uh, my dad, when he was um, when he was 40 years old, uh, it's when uh, Gulf War uh, broke okay. out, right? And uh, he was 91? in the uh, 1990s when he 90? turned 40. Uh, this was the end of 1990, okay, I believe. Okay. But um, he was in the National Guard and he worked for the railroad. So whenever war broke out, you know, he went through the, the draft era and all that. And he was like, oh, I don't want to go back to, you know, being drafted again. So he uh, quit the uh, National Guard. Um, a few days later, we get a letter in the mail from George Herbert Walker Bush. Like Whoa, a, pers- a personal letter from the president at that time to my father. That's awesome. Personally drafting him into war. <laughs> not, not so awesome. <laughs> you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> the president wrote you a letter. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I need you to do some sketchy shit. <laughs> well, it, as it turns out, my uh, my dad at that time was a. Uh, a, like a biochemical weapons expert on the oh, East shit. Coast. Um, I know about this till I got older, but that was one of the reasons why. That mm-hmm. so he was a he was a sergeant in the army. So at forty years old, he had to go and fight a war. He left in January of nineteen ninety one. He didn't come back till 
June of 1991. So he was gone a little more than six yeah. months. Um, and he uh, told me this story. Whenever, whenever he came back, he told my mom he wanted to be Catholic. Um, he had grown up Protestant, and then his, his, his mom, my grandmother, she killed herself when he was 14. He okay. found her. Okay. So he was like not about God yeah. at all. And then he comes back from war and he wanted to do Catholicism because he wanted to go to church and not mm -hmm. to a church that he grew up in. <laughs> Psychologically, that makes sense. You want to experience the opposite side of the paradigm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, As far as why, uh, and back to like, I guess what you would argue is a, some sort of a divine intervention or that something was supposed to happen. So he said one night he's in the bunker and... It's like after midnight, and he just he can't sleep. Mm -hmm. So he gets up out of uh, out of the bunker, puts on his boots, goes outside, and just walks around, smokes cigarettes to clear his head mm -hmm. or whatnot. Shit, yeah. we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't sleep. You're like, fuck, let me get chain smoking. Yeah, get some fresh air. See what's going on in here. So he said after he had been outside about twenty minutes. A scud missile hits the bunker he was sleeping in. Shit. Everybody inside gone instantly, and there he is, just in the middle of the desert, alone. Hail Mary, full of grace. <laughs> that makes sense. So that makes sense. Uh, he had he had survivor's guilt whenever he yeah. came back, and you know he had to deal with. What's all his theology now? His beliefs. He he does not go to church anymore, but I think he kind of like me in 2001 whenever all this uh, pedophile priest stuff started coming yeah. out and about them not doing a goddamn thing yeah. except moving pedophiles yeah. the Vatican's like well pay we, them more. we have autonomy so we're actually just going to move them over here yeah. and they have been doing this for decades yeah. so I think whenever that happened both my father and I were like fuck that yeah. and so I, I stopped going to mass had nothing to do with uh, my personal belief is just that I believe that any religious institution that harbors pederasts mm -hmm. is no different than fucking up. The, the uh, themselves. Yeah, the pederasts themselves. All 14 of those motherfuckers that got arrested in Valdosta. I think it's in, in, when it's industrialized like that, it becomes uh, a profit. Yeah. And I don't mean P-R-O-P-H-E-T. No, no, no. It's, it's like a profiteer. About, exactly. It's all about racketeering and so because that's going to harm their reputation, harm the amount of money they make, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more of a business investment to protect this person instead of fucking string them up in the middle of the street. You know? Yeah. But I'm against that all the way as far as industrialized religion goes. You know, like... I'm all for theology. I'm all for expanding free thought. But I think any time that you bow before man, that's that's, that's no longer religion. Right. You know what I mean, that's, that's no longer, or it actually is religion. That's no longer faith. That's just the same thing as the industrialized military complex. That's just you saying, well, I don't care what I believe in. I'll do what you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're fighting for freedom. It's like, you just shot up a village exactly. with napalm. Call I don't it, call think it you're freeing them. Call it what it is. Yeah. We're just like Agent Orange, you know what I mean? Like we pumped Agent Orange all through there, and then as soon as it was seen that it was a little bit, I don't want to say a little bit, it was terrible. Right. It was a fucking terrible thing. You're like, oh, we'll just bottle it and sell it as Roundup. We'll just spray it on your food yeah. when you eat it. Does that make any sense? Well, my dad from, he, uh, he, whenever he came back, he lost like something like 70 pounds. His hair was white. Sure. Started losing all of his teeth. Sure. Like, from being around all these 
chemicals and chemical weapons. He uh, he brought back a shoebox full of uh, full of pictures he took, and I remember after he got back, I'd come downstairs, you know, for something, and he was just sitting at the table, and I'm I'm in uh, summer before second grade, so I'm like okay. seven years You're old. You're wasted. Uh, fucked up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What up, Pop? <laughs> What's in the shoebox, pussy? Are you looking at your war stuff? <laughs> but he, uh, he was like, uh, he's like, come over here. He's like, I want to show you something. And show me pictures of war, really like, war. That, that he took. Like all these photographs he took on these disposable cameras. Mm-hmm. And that, Shit he wasn't supposed to bring back. Exactly. Yeah. And he was showing me not as a way of like, like look how cool this it's is. Exposure. Yeah, but to be like, like, this is the hell I had to go through. This is real. Yeah. Um, there were Don't some, respect me, respect this. Yeah, there were some pictures he showed me where it's like him standing out in the desert at night, and he's like, that's 9 o'clock in the morning. Because the oil fields Burning. are on fire. Mm-hmm. Black clouds. Yeah. He said that's that um, every day, because he drove from, he would just drive constantly uh, between Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Just those three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he said every day there was a new password, and whenever he got to a certain checkpoint, because I I guess whatever he was carrying was not supposed to be yeah. known about. Yeah, no one. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of why the you know Bush 1.0 said <laughs> the letter was that it was like you know discreet. But uh, he said that uh, if uh, if you forgot the password, the orders were to shoot on sight yeah. because it's you know yeah serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could uh-huh. easily be kidnapped, murdered, and replaced. Oh, yeah. Checkpoints. So oh, yeah. It makes oh, yeah. sense. Easily. Don't forget fucking Scuttlebutt or whatever the password is. <laughs> he said that uh, he, didn't, he, didn't get, uh, he didn't take a bullet, but uh, he and uh, his partner would ride with him. They were, this was like towards the end of his, uh, his tour of duty there, that they came over this, uh, this hill on this stretch of road, and bullets just started... <laughs> Flying, they, so they shot out his windshield, and his buddy uh, got shot a couple times. He lived, but he said that um, the f- the first night he was there, he uh, he didn't want to sleep in the in the cab of the truck. Bless you. He uh, I forget what his reason was. He was just like it was like so hot or something like that. So he slept uh, under the truck the first night he was there. He said he woke up with scorpions oh, all shit. over him. Oh, shit. Not like South Georgia scorpions, yeah, like big uh-huh. meerkat dinner <laughs> scorpions. <laughs> the emperor's scorpion. Yeah, he said. <laughs> I know. I know he won't listen to this. Really? But, uh, <laughs> he said one of the one of the worst things that happened to him while I was over there is that some like desert wasp. Flew up his pants and stung him on his nuts. Oh my god! It's <laughs> a big old swole he's sack. Talk, he's talking about oh. that. Thought he was gonna lose one of his balls. <laughs> <laughs> he said that if I survive like this, God, it's like if I survive war, I'll and then I end up losing a nut because of it. That's probably when he decided to be Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, please! I swear I'll go to mass if you just take away this mass. <laughs> but it you know, it, it was it was cool because like you know like aside from all that like you know he killed people while yeah. he was over there so I know, yeah. yeah I know he well I mean he brought back pictures yeah. of you know corpses yeah. that he and his buddy had to take care of 
Um, so I know that he, like, I saw him get baptized, mm-hmm. like, you know, 41 years old. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, he's he's never been a Bible thumper. Mm-hmm. He never raised me with an iron fist of you know like you're gonna go to church and do all this and live by the Lord. Sure. He uh, when I got my driver's license, he and my mom told me if you don't want to go to church anymore, you don't have to yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. So my dad was the same way. He, he was he was in the military. He was very outlawy. You know, uh, he was adopted into the family in Stockton. Uh, he was. He never really cared about church. He didn't really go. I remember like me and my mom and my sisters all dressing or my sister dressing up and going doing church all the time. And then uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what point it was. I think my brother was three or four, possibly younger than that. He might have been just a baby. But throughout three kids uh, being diagnosed with terminal cancer, everything else, he never once claimed faith. He didn't ask the church for handouts. He didn't want to be involved with the fundraisers and shit they did for him. He didn't. He didn't have any want any affiliation with it. Uh, he his arteries busted in his neck post surgery. He had thyroid cancer. He had to have his thyroid removed, mm-hmm. and they cut him ear ear to ear. We were all sitting in the hospital room with him, and uh, his arteries busted in his neck and flatlined. They pulled us out into the out into the hallway, and for 13 minutes he was flatlined, and then came back. Holy they, shit. They, they had quit working on him. They they had completely stopped trying to revive him, and then out of nowhere he just came back too, and they rushed back and brought him all the way back and everything else. Well, uh. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a vocal man. Like that happened. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a vocal man like we are. Like I feel. I feel like our generation is very comfortable with emotion. We talk, mm-hmm. but we're very vocal. We vocalize how we feel. Uh, he wasn't like that, and uh, it was just a, a very rare thing for that to happen. But after he flatlined and came back, uh, they brought us back in the room, and me and my he couldn't really talk because his throat was cut. Obviously, he had a right. notebook that he wrote in. Well, me and my sister started bickering more or less. And uh, this is after he had already called in preachers and like not even from there. He was in Emory, Emory University in Atlanta. Right. He started calling my mom's preacher back here, pastors up in, in Atlanta, getting people in. And uh, I wasn't allowed to be in the room during this time period, so I've, I've never really found out what happened, you know. But uh, he talked to them and everything after being dead for 13 minutes. Me and my sister were bickering in the hospital room, just bickering. And he wrote, love each other on a piece of paper and held it up crying. And that wasn't my dad. He wasn't someone to use that type of vernacular. He wasn't a crier, you know what I mean? Right. But to watch that, and then to see how he transitioned afterwards, it was just this, it was crazy. It was crazy. It completely sparked my interest in theology and the way things are, the afterlife more or less. And I, that's one thing I regret is that he would never tell me. He would never open up and tell me what he saw in this 13 minutes. I thought I found it once. It was in, a, in one of his notebooks that he was using, talking back and forth with my uncle Archie. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Keegan and Chris's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the boys. Archie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he was my dad's best friend. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, him and Bill were very close to my dad. So I grew up more, they were more like uncles, best friends of my dad type thing, you know. Okay. Well, um, I found a notebook that he had wrote back and forth with Archie. And he was like, in it, he was talking about how he's proud of me for this and that and everything. Stuff he would never tell me. Like, I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> you could have told me the whole time, you know? Like, I was right there. But, uh. Come across <laughs> on one page, like, don't ever let Samson find me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'm in the room, like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> I love that kid. <laughs> but, uh. I found this page where he said that uh, it was like I, I started slipping away into the darkness or whatever, and uh, he was very literate. Like he, he could he could write, he could do things. He just didn't. He chose not to, you know. Right. So I'm sitting there reading the story, and uh, it's somehow how he like slipped away into the darkness, and then he saw a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, like that, that kind of proverbial thing everyone says. And it's like he said that he started walking toward it, 
and it was his old partner from hanging sheetrock in the work truck driving the sheetrock truck. I said, I turned, I ran all the way back, you know. <laughs> that was all I ever found out. I'm like, dude, what did you see? Like, I just want to know what you saw. But to, to see that, like you said, that exposure to death, that mm-hmm. kind of like lifting the veil, you know, it, it's crazy to watch a man change from the way that he always was concreted to that because of just some sort of experience, you know. So I can understand like how war would be a great, very similar situation as actually dying. Yeah. Like being that close to death, knocking on death's door and then coming back, that's pretty pretty heavy, pretty yeah, intense. No doubt. Um, it's definitely, like it's, it's funny to watch like Joe Rogan or whoever trip on DMT and have a similar experience as people who've actually flatlined and came back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy to look yeah. into. But to, just to see him change based off of that, it, it makes me curious as to why he would choose to be silent, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, why, why he would never expound upon it. Maybe it was too profound for too him heavy. to put it into yeah, words. That's what I'm saying, like too heavy. And the best he could do is tell you, look, just love each other. Exactly, love each other, man. <laughs> but watch me change. Instead yeah. of me telling you, watch me. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was more effective, for sure. But to... Like like you were, like I was saying, it's very similar to people I've listened to or talked to that have done heavy hallucinogenics, where it's like it's impossible to explain. Yeah, like I would love to tell you, but there's no way I could fucking try. I I've done DMT a couple of times, probably about three or four times, mm-hmm. and there's only one time that like I guess I broke through and remembered it. Lifted the veil. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty bizarre. Um, the there were certain things I saw that. You know, I'd heard people talk about either the spirit molecule or um, entities you know, and such. Yeah. The the entities, not so much. It's I, re- I remember seeing stuff, but I can't really like pinpoint from my recall memory what I saw I as far as entities go. But um, the crystalline city, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. The idea that you're like sort of just blasting off yeah, and flying. Astro projecting. I, I I felt myself flying. I saw this. It's uh, best way I could put it. It's like a um, like a movie screen. So like while I'm like like you know closed eyes, but like I'm I'm flying and I see like colors and shapes I've never seen before. And this this city made of crystal light, like a like a pale turquoise kind of light. And there's this movie projector screen that is showing images at like hummingbird wing flap speed, mm. and it's just life. Like all of life, everything, everything in world. like in human, not just like you know, like oh, you know, Nature Channel or what I know, but like us, like our, our story, life, the universe. And I, I came back. It's, it's very, it was very short lived. It's only like ten minutes. And I sat up and I looked at my girlfriend, and the only thing I could say was, "I feel weird." <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> that was it. But I mean, one thing that like shamanism. That really uh, connects with me is that it you know it, it ties in psychedelics with the afterlife so heavily. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, shamanism, kind of like Buddhism, you can ingrain that into any religion, even atheism. You can mm-hmm. be like I have friends that are Buddhist, but they're atheists. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, well, Buddha himself claimed to not be a deity. Yeah. <laughs> he like, I don't know it. I'm looking for Nirvana. I don't. I'm not the source of it. Yes, praise Almighty Buddha. <laughs> it's like Life of Brian. Right. Like I'm not the Messiah. <laughs> Let me eat the spoiled fish real quick. You know, and call it a day. <laughs> well, like the um, the uh, ancient Americans 
that uh, would take ayahuasca, which mm-hmm. it's it is a DMT trip, but it allows you to you know digest it through the gut. It's a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like a mushroom trip. So it's like five or six hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, supposedly, it this journey that they talked about that you take where you fly off is the same journey you make when you die. Yeah, and that right. is that your soul uh, goes off 21 to... 21 grams or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Your soul goes off to the constellation of Orion at Orion's belt and then veers back from that to the Milky Way and beyond. Mm-hmm. And then supposedly from there, that's where your judgment happens and where you're supposed to uh, explain the life that you've lived. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's also makes sense to why... Something like DMT can help a lot of people get over trauma, can help exactly. them uh, remove addiction. I mean, I personally, I used uh, LSD to get off of speed. Hmm. Um, and like, it's now four years with no Adderall. That's what's up. I don't, I don't miss it at all. That's what's you know up. what I mean? It's, there, so there, there is something really profound with psychedelic medicine. I've yeah. never done ayahuasca, yeah. but uh, I mean, it's on bucket list. I would do it if I was in Southern America... Yeah, I, I don't. In, in the environment. I don't really. It's not like I'm gonna really, like meet the guy behind the exactly, gas station. Like, exactly. You guys want some I want to drink some ayahuasca in an apartment in Dallasa. Yeah. Like, oh god. Bill, this kind of tastes like paint thinner. That's fine. Just keep drinking. <laughs> I will say that when I when I took that rattlesnake bite, that it was very similar. Like it was like treading the afterlife. If that makes sense. Oh so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I felt just it was trippy. Did you see any like geometry or anything uh, like that? Not so much geometry. More of it was like dreaming, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, like being stuck in a dream that you can't control. But I, I also understood and went into it knowing, like, okay, my body's flooded with toxin. I'm not going to do the appropriate thing, go to the hospital and seek help. I'm going to get drunk and then possibly die. So it was this very spiritually... Decided to thin your blood. Exactly. It was like, I might be dying. Like, <laughs> I, could, I could die tonight. Let's see how this goes. So wait, but, did you ever seek medical attention? No, I waited, fell asleep, and woke up. What the fuck, and dude? called in sick that day. Why that noggin's so weird now? You got so much venom. Oh, it, 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 it was bad. It was really bad. It was actually uh, two years ago. It was right when I met Katie. Holy shit. Yeah, like it was, uh, right when we were kicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, A guy dropped the rattlesnake off to me in a pillowcase. I was tattooing, so I wasn't able to get it immediately. So I walked over to the house afterwards. I grabbed the pillowcase to pick it up to put it in the aquarium to pull mm-hmm. the case apart. And the snake had bit through the pillowcase and had its fang hanging. So when I picked it up, the fang just perfect into my finger. And I, I felt it. I was like, oh, and I could feel lightning in my veins. Like, it, you know how bee stings hot and you can right. feel it traveling? Same thing, except for it just kept traveling. And I was like, oh, this is a, this is a wet bite. This is real. Because uh, a lot of snakes will dry bite and they don't deliver venom. They just want to hurt you. Right. Signal it to get away, you know? But uh, this was actually a solid bite. I was envenomated, so I walked back to the tattoo shop and I told Tyler, hey man, I just took a snake bite. I'm gonna go get drunk. I don't know what's gonna happen. So if anything does happen, then you can call an ambulance or whatever, I'm gonna need Crofab and uh, everything to, to block the histamine response, you know, you know, the anaphylaxis. So went back to the bar, started drinking, drank a lot. Uh, John Livingston was with me actually. Oh shit. Yeah. We got up to South Carolina. Yeah. But uh, we came out the bar and he could tell I was hammered. He told me how much I was drinking because I was getting the bartenders to give me beer glasses full of fireball. Oh, That's shit. what I was trying to do was just chug and keep, keep myself as, like I said, my blood thin and everything else, keep my, my system up. I guess like, and Grant, I'm, I'm no physician or anything, but I would imagine that if the, if the toxin is minimal, right, mm-hmm. then the more you urinate, even though it may yeah. not be good for your kidneys in the long run. Piss, but, sweat, spit. You, 
flush it. You yeah, know? yeah, same, yeah, same stuff. But um, most people look at snake bites as like an automatic death sentence, and that's not really how it happens. Like two people died from snake bite last year, and they're both intentional and pussies. Exactly, exotic species. <laughs> uh, I want to say tw- over twenty-seven died from their own pet dog attacking them. More people will die in car wrecks during this conversation than snakes will kill in the next decade in America. That's a wild so, thing to think. Like, ooh. I always, whenever, uh, anytime I think about, like, well, how am I going to die? It's usually my mind's like, well, probably a car wreck. A car wreck. That's how I sleep when I'm old. Yeah. You know, guys on the drive by, you know, whatever. But <laughs> Me uh, in a drive by when but, I'm old. It's like, but you're so old, those motherfuckers. <laughs> but a Labrador chewing your throat out that you've had since you were six, that doesn't, that's not a common thing to think about, you know? I think that would be one of the worst ways to go, with being burned alive or eaten alive. Yes. I know you I just agree. made me realize, Rock is probably going to eat me in my sleep one night. You could have him. Probably Edgar. Edgar, yeah. <laughs> He's gnawing until daylight. Ah, it reminds of that meme uh, with the chihuahua attacked the deer. <laughs> just smiling. Yeah, that is my dog. I that shit the other day. But well, it shows all the wounds on him, and it shows the little dog in the end. Dog it's perfect. But no, I sort I kept drinking. I started not feeling good. I told Katie, I was like, "Hey, I don't feel good." She's like, "What's up?" I was like, "I'm really hot, and I feel almost trippy." So what? Oh, yeah, I'm having a hard time measuring space, space and depth. Lights being really weird right now, etc. And then she's like, uh, "What are you? What's going on?" I, was like, I think somebody roofied me. And she's like, "What?" I was like, yeah, I think somebody drugged me. Because that was the, in, in that moment, the only that was the only moment of clarity I had was this feels like I've I've been injected with some sort of massive amount of drugs. Right. Well, that's exactly this is a heavy toxin, and I knew that that had to be how I was acting. I was drunk. I'm sweating. I'm being crazy. We walked outside and I puked and it was just a lot of blood, a shitload of blood. And uh, I think I had an ulcer or something. I was hemorrhaging in my stomach or something. I'm not real sure what caused the internal bleeding and for me to be vomiting that way. But uh, I kept doing that and my breathing was weird. It was real hard for me to catch my breath, water to breathe, and my body temperature would spike and drop and spike and drop and spike and drop. And I'd break out sweating and be freezing cold and she'd check my temperature and it'd be in the 80s. Not even in the body. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I'd get in a shower. I took probably took twelve showers that night trying to control my body temperature. And I kept puking blood in this garbage bag that she would like follow me around with. And I told her not to call the, call the hospital or anything because I didn't want. I told her I'd get in trouble for if I got drugged. Cause she didn't know. <laughs> it was like, be the best way right. to calm her down. I was like, if anything is real, just go get Tyler. He knows what to do because Tyler knew that I was bit by a snake. She didn't. So. uh from that point on, that was probably about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I got bit probably at 11. After about 2 or 3, it was just the way that I, you know how when you watch the videos of the people tripping ayahuasca mm-hmm. and stuff online, they're just like insane? It was that. I was just insane. I, I couldn't rationalize anything. It was literally like I was somewhere else. Like I, I wasn't present with my body, you know? And that's, to me, that's the best way that I could explain tiptoeing playing knocking on death's door tiptoeing into the afterlife like that is it is a very trippy spiritual experience like even just that which wasn't me taking something trying to see god or trying to go to another dimension or anything else like that i was just loaded up full of toxins and my body was preparing me for the journey to cross over you know and just that preparation aspect it's it's insane how how much clarity you get from it you know (laughs) man there was um I can only imagine getting mortar shot at my bunker, or oh scud missiles. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't fathom it. Just the endorphin release and the adrenaline release. The uh, closest call I've ever had, personally, was um, wasn't wasn't that long ago. Um, it was a 
uh, my uh, my buddy Terry and I uh, we ate some uh, some mushrooms uh, on uh, this was happened to be my brother's birthday of all days, and we were out at uh, uh, the Wake Compound, and we uh, he was like, uh, "You want to help me out? And we'll go on an adventure as well." Uh, you know, of course. If you're on mushrooms and you're outside, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I love it. I'm down for everything. Well, we were gonna go feed rabbits in the middle of the oh, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. of Valdosta Wake compound. There's this little yeah, island yeah, yeah. and the rabbits are out there. Yeah. So I was gonna help him uh, bring this lawnmower back in this boat that was on the island. So, cause he had to mow the grass that was out there. Mm-hmm. So we were gonna feed the rabbits, hang out with them and then help them get the lawnmower back. So we hopped in this little canoe and you know, I'm sitting down, I'm ready to go, and he uh, he's standing up in the canoe, and like, my fat ass is like, yo, what, you, what are you doing? Sit down! <laughs> so, of course, like, he's like, find your balance. Like, one, I found my balance. I can't do that if you're standing yeah. up in the canoe. Right. This is not like... I'm already some, grounded. Yeah, we're not like an alumina craft with a trolling exactly. motor. This is some, like, thin little boat. It's in a center console. Yeah, so, of course the canoe flips, yeah, right? Immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, so... And now you're high underwater. Well, now I'm just like, I, I feel like an ass because it's like <laughs> I'm 50% of the canoe flipping. <laughs> so, and then of course, you know, people are all around, you know, cameras out, like, oh, how do you feel, Coulter? Right. I'm like, I feel like I deserve this right. for some reason. But, um, and uh, he's like, oh, we could take uh, this one over. And I'm like, man, no, nah, because now, like, I'm shook up. And if we flip this one, I'm going to feel even worse. Right. So I was like, screw it, man. Like, you take that little guy, I'm just going to swim across, right? You so. I gave out halfway there. Yeah, yeah, it was further than I thought it was. <laughs> so that thing, I, um, the intensity, yeah. dude, man, I miscalculated. I, I, I seriously did. So here I am. I'm only about two thirds of the way there, and I start sinking. And like I had just read an article that week about drowning doesn't look like drowning, and it right. happens very quickly. So now I'm tripping relatively hard Hard as hell now and you know i i start taking on water and i'm going down and like i can't even call out for help and now what's going through my mind is like oh my god this is how i'm dying i'm dead i flipped a canoe like like, and they're gonna know that like i'm on quote-unquote drugs Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna be this horrible example Instead of like a beacon for like, exactly. for like, nah, like this is like something that is a religious yeah. like tool or whatnot. And here my fat no, ass is no, sinking issue, yeah. on my brother's birthday. Uh, and like, the, I ruined his birthday. Yeah, forever. from fucking dying. Every and, birthday forever. And now. like, there I am just like flashing all these things are going through. And here I am going down. And this voice just pops in my head and very calmly says, roll on your back roll on your back so I rolled on my back and <gasps> like I can breathe right. like so I'm like oh thank god and that's what babies do you know I uh I you know feel the boop my head hit the dirt and I'm like I'm there and Terry's already there I'm like that was fucking stupid man that was enlightening I was like I almost just drowned he's like oh man that's a bummer <laughs> 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 yeah so but then when we get to the rabbits I'm just like 
my God, it was so worth it. Because, <laughs> like, like we, we sit, I would have drowned two times. Dude, through. we sit down, and I see, like, five little furry things off in the distance pop out from this little burrow, and then they just come running up, and, like, they just come, they just put their paws on me. And they just, like, look at me, You're like... Okay. You're okay, young man. Yeah. You like, made it. You made I, it to Rabbit Island. Like, it was so just, like, overwhelming. Now, meanwhile, after we got the lawnmower into the boat that we mm-hmm. had to take back, I'm like gripping the boat right, like this the whole time. <laughs> I'm not going to move. Terrified. I'm trying to find you. This, this is a video. Of uh, uh, babies swimming and whatnot? Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Katie just had me one on Facebook the other day. I wish I could find it. But uh, you, put this, you put a baby in the water, and it'll swim like face down. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it runs out of air, it just automatically knows to roll on its oh, back. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's wild as shit. It's just instinct shit. Yeah. But it was it was more frightening in hindsight. Like after like I got home, it was like at that point, oh wow, that's fucking wild. The baby falls in. So the baby falls in this pool that's mm-hmm. kicking around with its feet trying to swim. And, just, and its head's it, above it just water. Knows to roll over on yeah, its back. and it rolls on its back. Wow. Instinctual. That's fantastic. Yeah, but they do classes to kind of awaken that in the kids. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. Uh, slowly introduce it so you don't have to worry as much. But that's crazy. Yeah. That like as soon as you said, that's what I thought about. It was just like a baby and having that kind of inner dialogue. Well, I rolling something your I was tapped into while uh-huh. I was on mushrooms mm-hmm. kept me here and Whip kept over. and it kept me from like panicking mm-hmm. as well because as soon like it was not my thought yeah. that was in my head that told me oh, yeah, that definitely. it was something definitely. else. I don't know. Guardian I angels were looking out right. for me that day or something. Man. I had a similar instance with a friend of mine. Uh, he took triple C's. Remember the triple C's? Yeah, I've, I've done those yeah. before. Never, I've never been into no. ske- sketchy <laughs> shit like that. You know, it's not really, my, not really my thing, but he took, I think, 32 of them, 20 to 32 or something. He said, like, he, he got it in packets of 16, mm-hmm. and he was saying you take the whole box, and it, yep. it'll make you trip. So, uh, he took a ridiculous amount. Well, I remember I was sitting outside. I was drinking. I was just sitting outside drinking in the patio or whatever. And I watched him just fucking walk off in the swimming pool. And as soon as uh, he fell in the swimming pool, it was actually grandma's house. And then, oh, yeah, Miss yeah, yeah, swimming pool? Yeah, yeah. Fuck I mean, yeah. Don't, don't tell everybody that. <laughs> <laughs> but he just walks off right there and falls in. And I watched him sink all the way to the bottom. And I was just like, okay, what the fuck's he doing right now? And I waited a minute, and I waited a minute, and then nothing happened. And I jumped in, and he was sitting on the bottom of the pool, just, look, just looking at me. I was like, bitch. I, as soon as I pulled him up to the top, he, <gasps> he had deep-ass breath. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, dude, I was so content. Like, I, I, we talked about it for hours after. He was like, man, because he had this kind of, like, weird fucking, I don't know, trippy clarity from it or right. whatever. He was just like, explaining to me, like, dude, he's like, in that moment, it was just like being in the womb. Like, it was the most comfortable thing. There was just no sound. No fucking visual stimulus. I was just sitting there drifting away slowly. I'd accepted everything for what it was. I was like, dude, don't fucking do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take those for one. Don't take them by pools yeah. or rivers or anybody over. But what's weird is like with me, like it's as I'm sinking, I'm also like mentally like sinking into darkness. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, there's all this light and imagery that's. Yeah permeating like even more so through yeah, that in a, in a very new way yeah because it's underwater and you don't trip underwater often <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> it's not a common thing by the uh 
so like yeah after like the rabbits and we got the lawnmower back then uh, I was told my friend I was like like I need to go home for yeah. for a minute I need to reflect on yeah. my life and my and future I almost texted my brother and let him know like hey I almost died today I almost ruined your birthday for <laughs> <with> your mom <laughs> yeah. so, like but I didn't want to do it because I was like man what if he's having a really shitty birthday right. and I'm like I almost died today by the way hope you feel better. <laughs> Or if even he's having a great birthday, and then they're like, oh, you know, fuck, dude. Yeah. You know. yeah, so. yeah, but I gotta feed some rabbits, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not gonna be an understanding of it. Oh, man. Speaking of rabbits, I wanted to mention this earlier. You were talking about that uh, <laughs> Hoppy in the Outback, wherever the bunny in Australia <laughs> movie. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Watership Down? Watership Down, man. It was uh, it's an older movie. It's probably made in the 70s. Uh, it's a British animated film, but it's done. British animation? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's done in realism, so like, uh, and watercolors a lot. So like, the backgrounds for, like, this uh, animated movie, are like hyper detailed watercolors. But it's about this colony of rabbits, and um, one day one of the rabbits goes out to the field and he's like, uh, like the fields are covered in blood, and they're like, the fuck are you talking about? It's like I'm telling you, it's a warning. So he convinces this uh, group of rabbits and their uh, their tribe or whatnot to effectively commit mutiny. Rabbit proof friends. Yeah, never heard of it. That's what I was talking about. But uh, convinces them to commit mutiny and leave the burrow. Oh, shit. Because the elders are like, you can't leave the burrow. You're going to, you know, your fear propaganda is not going to work here. Well, as it turns out, the next day, he was right. Humans came in the next day and they were cultivating the field for farming and they had to gas the burrows to get rid of any rodents. So it's uh, it's about this rogue colony of rabbits, but it's very violent. Like it's it's rated G, but like it's like graphic violence. Like a a dog a dog mauls a couple of the rabbits. One of the rabbits just out of nowhere gets picked up by like a hawk or an owl. So, like, they're walking along, and they're like... Brits are pretty hardcore, though. Dude, one of the most frightening scenes in it is um, they they meet this other colony of rabbits along the way, right? And uh, they have food. They have oodles of food, but they can tell there's there's something not right with, like, this group of rabbits. They're not telling them something. Okay. So... They're eating rabbits. Well, and the one rabbit that is there, it's like, like, oh, we have no hope. We just feed and live as best as we can because one day we're all going to die. The other rabbits are like, yo, that's a morbid fucking rabbit. Uh, So one of them's like, something's wrong here. It's not right. We need to get out. We need to leave. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. Stay, eat as long as you want, you know. So one of the rabbits, uh, uh, Big Boy, I think his name is, is like, nah, guys, fuck this. Come on. So he convinces them to leave. He gets caught in a snare and he realizes that these rabbits are kept here alive oh, so that the, they attract the other the, rabbits. Yeah, yeah. That's the farmer crazy. can snare the rabbits and they, you know, Eat they're, it. yeah. So, That's hardcore. yeah, one of the rabbits, this big boy, he gets caught with it and you see graphically, like, the, ah, the noose, yeah, the noose cutting through his neck and What's like, the name of this one we're talking? Watership Down. Watership Down. Yeah. I sent you the screenshot of Rabbit Proof Fence. Okay. Awesome. Sorry, that, that was all I could give you was rabbit and fence. <laughs> 
You know, that was two thirds of the title, so you didn't do that yeah. bad. Well, I googled Fence movie and it brought up Fences <laughs> with Denzel Washington a lot. And I was like, oh, something about Australia. So I thought in Fence movie Australia, right for Fence. But it's basically a, a, the story of these girls that are mixed race with Aborigines and white, and they're like trying to get them into this white internment camp, more or less. Ah. Great fucking movie. Fantastic. I sent you the synopsis of it. Oh, yeah. We had to watch it in high school, I feel like. Watership Down, 1978. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that does look horrible. That's a fantastic movie. Like, yeah, 82 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on yeah. IMDb. But it was uh, it was one of the movies, kind of like uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, that made, uh, I forget what it is in England, in America, it's the MPAA, Motion Picture mm-hmm. Association of America, that uh, re- uh, take another look at their rating system. Because Watership Down was, you know, essentially rated G or Darkest E for everyone. Yeah. yeah, and you have like graphic violence in it. Uh, the guy who made it, uh, he did another animated film after it. I forget what it's called. Something Dogs, maybe War Dogs. Plague Dogs. Plague Dogs. That's it. But it's um, like there's stuff in it where it's like these two dogs that escape this uh, this dogs, kennel whenever they're trapped in the lab where they're repeatedly abused for testing purposes yeah yeah they accidentally find a way to unlock their cages and escape in the wild and they struggle to survive with the help of their guide the Todd it's a it's fox, a fox. Yeah. yeah despite their hopes for better life they're discouraged by the increasing lack of food and vicious rumors the government is spreading that they carry the plague that sounds dope as shit yeah man I'm pretty excited about these two cartoons that I have yeah yeah the, uh, that reminds the, me of Hobo Johnson's line the, which one the dog who really wanted to escape to the town that his life is much better inside of a cage Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah wanna... What song is that? Typical story. Typical story, okay. But, that's crazy. Yeah. I haven't heard of either, either of those two movies. Yeah, my so my buddy, uh, Justin, who did the uh, the Sasquatch and gay radio uh, yeah. episode. I'm going to throw it up soon, too. Yeah, he turned me on to it. And When's the last, When did you watch it? Um, last watched it? Probably last... Years ago? No, 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 like last April. That's when he showed it to me. <laughs> Like as an adult, the uh, the author of the the book Watership Down, he uh, is. It, are there rabbits in the book too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and he stated that uh, a lot of people try to look for like, oh, is he deeper meaning? Underline, He's talking about symbolism. the yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, he's like, no, he's like, I spent time in the military and learned a lot of different personalities, and I wanted to bring all those different types of archetypes and personalities right. into rabbits but there's no deeper meaning he was talking about it's just just yeah. about rabbits yeah. i'm gonna find out i'm gonna go ahead and see if i can find them on amazon or something tonight and i'll probably watch them this week it's awesome i'll let you know but i do have to get to good old lakeland before yeah. too much longer unfortunately yeah well, shit we're gonna, how you want to wrap it we'll wrap wrap this up but uh yeah, man. Fun as always. We'll, uh, we'll keep doing them. I had a blast. I hope I didn't. I hope I wasn't too soft spoken this time. You fuckers didn't say facts, <laughs> didn't say facts too much. Dicks. Should do a fact scale on the first one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go back and just do my review yeah. on that podcast. Dude, hey, in the video, just pop up like a counter at the bottom. Pink. Oh yeah. Pink. Here comes the facts. 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 Fact, 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 it's fact, actually fact. just gonna be a rose video. It's like, let's just see how many times this fucking nerd says facts. <laughs> we could do like a little short video of like just culture saying facts. And yeah. then it's like, facts! <laughs> facts. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Another one. one.
Or, well, I'd be a good hype man. Like a closer with a politician. He's giving this fucking Gettysburg address or whatever they call it these days. Facts. Facts. Yo, 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 facts. Big facts, pussies. <laughs> your, your inauguration. <laughs> Big facts, pussies. Coulter, I make it rain. Up in the motherfucker. Someone please remove Mr. Bennett from the chamber. <laughs> I got a powder. I got a powder wig on. Oh, later, y'all. Good run, guys. Yeah. Whoop.